tonight on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. It's an encore presentation featuring the best of Art Bell and his guest, Mel Waters, and the story of Mel's Hole, the bottomless pit in Washington State. Art will be back live tomorrow night with his guest, best-selling author Dean Koontz. And now, this hour from February of 1997, enjoy the best of Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. Art Bell is taking calls on the wild card line at 702-727-1295. That's 702-727-1295. First-time callers can reach Art Bell at 702-727-1222. 702-727-1222. Now, here again, Art Bell. Well, all right. I have got Mel on the line. No thanks to all the Mel imitators on the special Mel line. I finally picked up the phone during the newscast and called Mel's number, and he was just coming in. So I've got Mel on the line. Mel's the guy with the never-ending hole. And uh, we're going to ask him about it here in a moment. Uh, I have read that fax now twice on the air. And I've got a lot of follow-up faxes. Here's one entitled, Yet Another Mystery Hole in Eastern Washington. Art, you'll love this. It was sent to me a couple of days ago by email. And it's all about uh, another one on the Indian Reservation in Colville, where there is another mystery hole. Anyway, we'll get to that. Well, all right, uh, now to eastern Washington. I guess this is eastern Washington. Mel, are you there? Yes, I am. Uh, first of all, Mel, thank you for answering. What are you doing up at this time of the morning? Well, after I sent the facts, I'm, uh, I'm living in town here now because uh, we had a couple of our buildings out there cave in after the big snows that we had out here last month. Oh, yes. And so... Uh, <coughs> There, there, thereby goes some of the uh, construction debris into the hole. So, uh, all right. Uh, when uh, did you discover this hole? Well, the hole, the hole has always been there. We've been out there for a couple of years now, and uh, you know, the hole has been there since we've been there. It's been there since the previous owner was there, and the previous owner there was quite elderly, and I, I'd say he was there for a good 30, 40 years before we moved in. Wow. And then, uh, and so there's been a thing of throwing stuff down this hole for a long, oh, yeah, long it's, time. Oh, yeah, it's been, it's been going on, you know, <laughs> as, as, for as long as the hole has been there, I assume. When nobody knows that, I guess. All right, uh, how do you pronounce the name of your town, Manastash? Uh, oh, Manastash. Manastash, right. oh, that's yeah. right. Thank you. Uh, and uh, actually, I'm in, uh, uh, right now, I'm in a little town called Ellensburg. Oh, I know Ellensburg. All right. Ah, you must know about a rodeo here, then. Oh, sure. Okay. Well, so uh, yeah, we've been there for several years, and you know, we we just take all you know, we take all of our uh, trash, rubbish, anything we have that we have to get rid of, we take it, throw it in the hole. Everyone's throwing their stuff in the hole. The people from around there throw all the stuff in the hole. I mean, <laughs> it's just been going on for a long time. Well, you know, I you know, I got this thinking one day, how come this hole is not filling up? It must be an awfully deep hole. That's a good thing to consider, sure, as you throw stuff in it for decades, literally. And so, you know, I used to be a, uh, uh, well, I would say pretty close to a professional shark fisherman. So I had a couple of huge uh, uh, fishing reels, went out there and uh, started <laughs> letting the line down. I figure after one... Uh, Did you wait the line? 
Oh yeah, there, there's, there's. In fact, the original line is still down there. I've just been adding to the line and keeping track of how much line I have used. So I've not uh, reeled it in. Uh, how much weight is on it? There's, there's a one pound weight at the bottom of it. One pound weight. All one right. pound weight. It's a triangular uh, one pound weight. Okay. Uh, and so that's at the bottom of it at first. So in other words, it would go down kind of like a plumb bob. Exactly. Exactly. In fact, I have a rig across the center of it there and it goes you know goes straight down from the center there and occasionally I try to move the line there but when you're moving that much line you really can't do a whole lot with it but it seems to you know there seems to be it's not resting again and against anything at this point here and it continues to go down freely and so when I was out there earlier I'd let out a little bit more line <laughs> and uh, so you actually went out there tonight after I read this yeah, exactly <laughs> oh man well, you know, it's uh, not too bad out here right now. It's only about uh, 25 degrees, so it's not too cold. Have you ever heard anything coming from any sounds or anything? Um, well, you know, I mean, the normal thing to do is kind of like yell into it there, to, you know, to see an echo. And I've never heard an echo come out of that thing. No echo. At all. Uh, you know, that's one of the first things I noticed about it. Um, I, as usual, I brought the dogs with me. Uh, they wouldn't go anywhere near the damn thing, and uh, I went back to the Suburban and <laughs> hung out over there. So <laughs> it was kind of, uh, uh, I, I can't, I, you know, if I try to bring them there on a leash, they'll just dig their feet, and they do not want to go anywhere near the hole. Uh, and so that's, I don't know. <laughs> it's just, well, you've got miles and miles of... Uh... Yeah, I, I think... Uh, well, I, I'm going. I'm, me, I'm measuring it by feet. You know, I convert feet to yards, so I don't know sure. how many miles that is. I assume that's it's uh, a fair number of miles, though. Well, five thousand two hundred eighty feet uh, is a mile. So you got you, you really think you've got eighty thousand? Yes. Yeah, I, I uh, get the line in five thousand yard spools, and so I'm <laughs> I've gone through that many. Well, uh, you have got a hole then that goes. Well, you know, you can't say to the center of the earth, but you've got a hole that goes miles and miles and miles into the earth. I would think a university would be out there, boom, just like that. Well, uh, my wife does work for the, a local university here, and, you know, we've been talking to them about it. And one of the things is uh, uh, <laughs> they find it quite incredible that I've let that much line into the ground, but uh, that's what I've been doing. Um, Have you ever thought of winding it all back up again? Well, when I let out the first 1,500 yards uh, of line, I reeled all of that back in. Yeah. And uh, I wanted to know uh, if I had hit water down there because I thought that, that's, a lot of, that's a lot of feet. You bet. Uh, you know, that's uh, 4,500 feet of, of uh, line. Did I hit water? So I, I uh, did uh, what I did is I sent down a roll of lifesavers. Lifesavers? Uh, yeah, so when it hits the water, the, the lifesavers will dissolve. That's true. Oh, I see. So very smart. So yeah, they... it's an old shark fisherman's trick there. We used to we used to send our bait out on a balloon attached to a roll of lifesavers, and the bait would go out into the ocean on the tide. Yeah. And then eventually the lifesavers would melt, and the shark, the bait would fall to the uh, to the bottom. <laughs> so, you know, you couldn't cast the big old mackerel out there that far. Oh, so amazing. So. What do you... You got any guesses? 
Uh, I don't. I, I I have I have no idea. I thought it could have been I could have been a mine shaft, but the the thing about it is the uh, surface part of it's been very well cared for. I mean, someone built a very lovely uh, wall around it. And uh, all right, tell me about the nature of the side of the walls. In other words, you must be able to look down far enough, at least to ex examine. The side of the wall. Sure, it, it's stone for about 15 feet down. Yeah. And then after that, it uh, you know it's it's um, you know soil, dirt, uh, and then you know further down rock. You know, so but I, I can only see to the extent of uh, you know really powerful flashlight. I brought halogen lights out there to try to get a better look down there, but the visibility really isn't there. You cannot see much after a while, but it's. Uh, you know, it's a it's a retaining wall. I'd say it's about a three three and a half foot retaining wall, and it goes down about fifteen feet, and then it's uh, well. I'll tell you this much: um, no matter how powerful a light, and I was even thinking about a laser. Uh, when you're talking about eighty thousand feet, forget it. No, well, I, I they should have some technology that can give me an idea of how deep this thing is. I mean, obviously the uh, the old fishing line method is only going to go so far. What we need here is a volunteer. <laughs> Real, I'm serious. Somebody who would be willing to be lowered in in into this hole. Um, well, I, I don't. You know, to be honest, with you, I don't even know if there's any air down that far. I mean, I, I, well, I, I wouldn't know about that either. Or you know, you know what true. kind of pressures we're dealing with? I, you know, these are things that you know are totally beyond my uh, my grasp in terms of you know knowledge about these things. But uh, do you own this property? It's our property. Yeah. Uh huh. Um, how long have you been working on this? Well, we we've been out there for a couple of years. I said about four years now. But uh, um, this project here with letting down the line that's only been. Uh, since last summer here, and it was just, last you know, summer. I said, well, how come this thing isn't filling up? Well, sure. And, um, you know, I made, you know, I talked to the neighbors around there, you know, which are, you know, on, on, you know, when you're out there in the country, your neighbors are pretty far away, but they all know the hole out there. They all know about it. So it's well, like, because yeah, they all bring their trash out there. So the local legend of, of the hole. Yeah. I, I, uh, this, this could be an apocryphal story, but one guy claims that he threw his, uh, departed canine down into the hole. Oh, really? And uh, he swear. well, the story is the guy that did it swears the, the dog actually came back to him. And uh, he was a really? hunter. He was a hunter. The story is that he was a hunter, and he was out there hunting, hunting and he saw the same dog. He had the same collar. He had the same little, uh, what is that, little metal thing on his collar there. And uh, he said it was the same dog. And he says he knew he threw the dog into the hole. But well, that's, that's that's not you know that's not my dog <laughs> that's not my. It's you not know. your story, but it's it's uh, a story of a resurrected dog. Yeah, um, th this is um, you know as you can well imagine this is all uh, uh, Native American land around here, and yeah, so one yeah, of the lines yeah. of inquiries I'd like to make is you know uh, is there anything about this hole in regards to the Native Americans? Um, you know that's that's something I haven't really pursued right now. But uh, if you had a fatal disease, Mel, yeah, would you jump in the hole? I would. You would? Uh, it's based actually, on the dog actually, story. It is in my will. What? Should I meet my demise? That, that you would be thrown in the hole, disposed of into the well. I'm not sure the health department would allow that. Well, um, you know, one one of the things that we, you know, I I thought about later on is, 
what, what if this is like contaminating our water, you know? And, um, you know, we've had, you know, uh, I'm, I'm sure you do this out there in Pahrump, too. Well, you no have your person, water checked all the time. Well, yeah, no personal offense to you, Mel, but if there was a possible contamination problem, um, I'm sure you're a clean guy. Yeah. But, you know, as you deteriorated, you would possibly produce E. coli or something horrible in the local water supply. Well, well, again, so far it hasn't. If, if you, you know, were I mean, the, the water around that area is absolutely, absolutely pure water. It is, uh, you know... Um, and so nothing thrown down, all the old junk and trash, no. and nothing has polluted the water? No. I mean, I mean, you know, I, I, can't, I can't speak for everything that's been thrown down there, but uh, so, you know, none of that has been showing up in the water that people draw from their wells. I mean, you know, the water is as, as clean as it's ever been out there. I think we get uh, uh, water that comes off the cascades or something. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. It's, it's just really great. It's really wonderful water. Mel, hard, Mel, you wouldn't be pulling my leg. No, I'm not. And uh, um, I'm uh, one one of the reasons that I um, uh, went out to the property tonight. Other than it just you know it's something that weighs heavily on my mind. I was afraid that after I sent the facts out, uh, that there would be people around there because it's uh, well, there may be, but we have not identified specifically where it is. Well, there aren't, as far as I could tell, too many big holes like that <laughs> around and so at least the people in my neck of the woods are familiar with it and I, you know i kind of almost expected to see a small party of people well there may be now i mean you know come daylight there may yeah. be uh but remember folks this is private property this is Mel's this home. is pri it is posted too oh it is all right it, well yeah, there so. you are uh, so without knowing exactly where it is, I, I wouldn't look for that to occur. But there is going to be substantial curiosity about it now, Mel. Well, you, you know, I, I think I've, uh, you know, let you know as much as I I, um, I know about it. I'm, I'm, I certainly want to find out more. I'm, I'm mostly curious. I was mostly curious about the depth of it. I mean, how deep is the deepest hole anyone has ever found? Well, I, I've never heard of anything deeper than this. You know, I, I thought maybe this would be like Guinness World Book of Records type uh, type hole here. Um, and uh, as the as far as um, you know, things I thought it would be like could have been like an old mine. Well, now uh, here's a couple things to think about. I've heard as you go down into the earth mill that it gets hotter. Ooh, right. So yes. you would think that your fishing line with a weight on it at some point would melt or you know something. But but there's still weight on it, huh? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, the, the line is not moving freely. I mean, you know, it, it, it still falls under its own weight. Oh, that's amazing. Let's let some of the audience ask you questions. Okay, I, uh, I think I can do that. All right, because I just might be missing something. Now, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel, who's got the hole in Washington. Hello. Hello. Do you have any questions for Mel? Hello. Okay, well, I, I guess that guy gave up. Uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hello. Oh, you got a you got a guest now. I did. Well, I mean, sort of. Oh, well, I, I was I was calling about something else. All right. Well, thank you. First time caller line. You're on the air with Mel. Hello. Mel. Yes, Mel. Oh, oh, Mel, Mel, Mel. I wanted to talk to Art. Uh, I'm this, on the wrong line. Yeah, you are. I'm sorry. That's the two 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 line. Um, one two 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 is first time caller line. That's what I thought I was calling. 
Well, that's what you got. But I'm, I mean, we're talking with Mel right now. I'm trying to. He's a guy with the, the hole in East, Eastern Washington. Okay. Okay. I just have something for Art. All for right. Mel. Well, call me back when we're we're into open lines. Wild card line. You're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hi, Art. This is Dave in Milwaukee. Hi, Dave. Hey, I was listening to this. Very interesting. Yeah, it is. Um, I just wanted to let you know. I looked up an encyclopedia, and the Marianas Trench, which is the deepest hole we know about, that's in the ocean, right? Right. It's thirty-six thousand feet deep. So this is, well, uh, certainly over double that already. Right. And it also says, under mining, that with current technology, we can only go down about 1,600 feet. Wow. Wow. That's great. That is great. So So you've you've got something here that already qualifies for Guinness. That is wonderful. Oh, gosh, I, I like that. That's great. Did you said sixteen hundred feet? That's what they said. Yeah, sixteen hundred forty feet. It says with current technology is about as wow. All right, all right. Uh, thank you very much for that information. So already, we now learn that you may have a Guinness qualifying hole there. No question about it. Gee. But I want to know. I inquiring minds want to know. I would think even if we just had somebody lowered past the sixteen hundred foot mark to see what's down there. That would that would be cool, but it wouldn't be me. You wouldn't do it. I, w- <laughs> I wouldn't go down and no. at least not while you're still alive. No, huh? no, yeah, and then I will, you know. But I mean, you know, for the time being, no. I understand. All right, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with what Mel. If, what if the road broke? Uh, yeah. Well, that's true. Mel. Mel yeah, and I. Where are you calling from, sir? Um, I'm in Austin, Texas. Austin, Texas. All right. Yeah, you mentioned earlier um, that um, you. Uh, would like somebody to be lowered down into the hole. That's right. I, I would be willing to do that. See, there you go, sir, a volunteer. We've um, got a volunteer. Yeah, I mean, obviously under certain conditions. Like what? Um, just a cage, for one. A cage? Yeah, just in the event that uh, there's some kind of weird subterranean thing eating all of this garbage down there. Obviously, I would want to be in some kind of a cage. Well, and, uh, what makes you think, though, that anything that could gobble up, say, a refrigerator... Uh-huh. Wouldn't get the cage? Well, I would have, a obviously, a very powerful light, and I'd be able to see it at some point before it's too late. So okay. we'd have radio contact with you, and we could hear you scream, at least. Yeah, yeah. Not, not too much or an instant jaws. up button. An That's up button? An instant up button. <laughs> On back up. You know, at like a high speed. And you could take a camera with you. Yeah, yeah. With a light and show us everything as it. Yeah, I um I've got a I've got a pretty adventurous nature to me anyway. Um, so this um, plus I have a uh, a very appealing draw to the supernatural for some reason anyway, just naturally in my personality. Well, nobody's saying there's anything supernatural about this, but well, the the dog story would indicate something supernatural. Well, that's true. Um, well, my uh, everyone's dogs are scared of the hole. Yeah, it's not just my dogs. No, that's a very dogs. good point. In other yeah, words, other true. other dogs won't go anywhere near the hole, huh? Yeah, my, my dogs will follow me everywhere. I mean, you know, no matter where I go, they're you know except except to the well. Uh huh. Now you um, call is, it, this, is this possibly at a grid point on the planet? Uh, I I wouldn't know about grid points. Uh, other than I, I, Art, I know they you know exist. anything about the grid points? I, well, I, well, I know. I've, yes, thank you, sir, from Austin. I've heard about grid points, but I would have no way of knowing where they are and whether this is one of them. I wouldn't know. Now, this is just a hole. 
And he's right. There was something a little paranormal about it when you consider the dog story. I, I tell you, um, Mel, hold on, all right? Mm -hmm. Stand by. We'll be right back to you. I can hear your concerns about my happiness. But all that thought you Well, here's somebody from Las Vegas, Mike, suggests that we throw a cat down the hole. Listen to the cat scream as it goes down. It's a horrible idea. I don't know about people who do that, throw down a cat. Oh, man. And you hear the echo sort of going down. I'm not for that at all. All right, Mel, um, here come some more people. First time caller line, you're on the air with Mel with the hole. Art, why don't you have uh, somebody, I know you're connected with somebody that's got radar available. Radar would be the way to go to find out the depth. Well, would radar go down a hole um, Absolutely. without hitting the sides? You don't need a fancy radar to do it. You mean like a, what What about sonar? No, I guess no, that's... sonar you couldn't use because you don't have anything for the medium to go through, like underwater for sonar. Yeah. But radar would definitely work. In other I was words, just curious if he'd call a government agency to come out. But wouldn't radar return a hit from the sides of the hole and no, bounce around no, down there? No, no, no. Purely directional radar. What, 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 what do you use when you're driving down the highway? Well, you use radar, but exactly. that's, that's out in the open. That's not in, in. I don't know enough about radar to know if that would work, but it's a good idea. Well, I've used it for years, but All right. way to try it. All right, that's. Uh, that's uh, I want, how about a cop's radar? I'm not sure if they'll return an echo off of that. It's possible. All right, all right. Well, it would tell you how fast the hole was going, wouldn't it? <laughs> tell you how fast. Uh, cute, Mel. Um, wild card line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. <laughs> this, is pretty, this is pretty funny. Uh, 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 good evening, Mel. Hi. Uh, uh, my name is Barry. I'm just uh, hop, skip, and a jump away from you down here in Yakima. Oh. All right. And all right. Uh, I'm, I'm awful surprised I haven't heard of this before now. Well, now, Mel hasn't made this public as far as I know. Have you, Mel? No, it's just on my land. Oh, I uh, see. So my neighbors so, know about it. But, well, I mean, this, wait, wait. This is the first public announcement of the whole? Uh, as far as I know, there's no newspaper accounts of it, you know, not in the uh, daily record or in the uh, Well, there will be the now. Herald. There will be now. Oh, well. As usual, uh, you've heard here first, folks, on That's our right. bill. Um, right. uh, before I get serious, I, I just wanted to kind of lighten things up here and ask if you'd considered uh, making a contract with uh, the uh, Refuse Collection Department from uh, Yakima County. You could probably make a killing on that. You, you know, I, I, re I read an article in the paper how they wanted to close down our uh, local uh, uh, dump out here, and... Uh, <laughs> I almost seriously suggested. Uh, listen, there's another. Here's another possibility for you. Do you know that I live near an area where there's supposed to be a high-level nuclear dump? Now, if this is really in effect a bottomless pit, whoa, you may have something that the U.S. government wants. So I could like rent this thing out. You're damn right. Oh, and move away as quick bring... as possible. <laughs> well, yeah. uh, anyways, I I, I wanted I wanted to to mention here. Um, uh, we've got uh, many many mediums of technology, and the the gentleman who suggested radar, I, I think, was onto something. Mm -hmm. um, you know, it, it's, say for instance that Guinness was a you know came out and was gonna you know they're pretty thorough uh, with their investigation before they're they're gonna. The print you. Yeah, uh, that's but true. Anyways, 
Uh, you know, maybe the way to go is to uh, to have someone lower in a sensor's package, uh, you know, which is something that measures for uh, noxious gases, uh, temperature, uh, and I'm sure they could uh, focus a radar, you know, probably pencil thin, mm-hmm. you know, um, and and just hook it up to a, a endless supply of a cable and uh, lower it down. Look, I, I'd be interested, even if, if we don't get a hold of the guy uh, from Austin, uh, to lower a camera and a light down. You know, when I was, was out there this evening, it's uh, kind of a sort of a full moon out there. And one, one of the things that occurred to me is maybe this has some sort of astronomical type uh, type thing. What do you mean, though? Well, you know, it's like, you know, how, uh, you know, the, the various pyramids and Things in Egypt, you know, are supposed to be lined up on various star systems or whatever. Well, was it a thing like where the moonlight was shining into the hole? Well, no, but I, you know, I just, you know, happened to notice, you know, the, the full moon and all yeah, of a sudden moon, to right? sort of uh, put two and two together there, you know. You've never felt drawn to the hole uh, personally, have you? I mean, in terms of, you know. Uh, uh, you, you mean in terms of some sort of spiritual involvement or uh, no suicide? No suicide. Uh, no, oh, oh no, no. The uh, the, the uh, I, I mean, I keep I keep the lid on it there because it's an attractive nuisance. Uh, either when we want local kids there climbing on the wall and falling in. There's actually no way of knowing whether people have gone in. Um, because they'd be gone. Not, not in my um, down with a refrigerator. You know, you know. Again, if I can find out something from the local uh, Native Americans on, you know, maybe with some sort of burial thing, or uh, you know, I mean, and you can drop a big rock, and you can hear it going down, probably bouncing off the walls or something, but you never hear a splash. You, you never hear a splash. I, I've even taken like uh, old television tubes, you know, the picture tubes, and you've you know, dropped oh, picture tubes down yeah, there. Yeah, I've dropped. I've dropped. <laughs> I hate to say this here, but I've dropped more than one of them down there, and uh, uh, I've never heard it implode or anything, uh, nothing. EPA, you probably shouldn't say that on the air. Well, uh, they'll come and get you for that. I mean, TV tubes. Well, well, it, it, it is my. <laughs> it's your own property, I know, but yes. these days, Mel, doesn't make any difference. I mean, tomorrow morning you'll be able to wake up and there'll be tanks and Boutrous, Boutrous Golly will yeah, be there. That, that's that's true. And, All right, uh, east of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. WKXY, Sarasota. Sarasota, Florida, yes. Let me say, let's throw Mike from Las Vegas down the hole. Really? Okay. Yeah. Okay, you know, he's the cat. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I do have a question for Mel. You're a fisherman, right? Yeah. Okay. Have you ever felt a tug on the line? If you did, what would you do? Uh, well, well, I, I don't have a hook on it. There's just a large, uh, there's a one-pound weight. Yeah, but uh, she's she's saying if something obviously was pulling on the <laughs> line. Um... What would I do? Yeah. What'd you do? I, 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 I'd run. Yeah. I'd yeah, seal that, that damn thing up, and I'd never get near it again. Yeah, I'd, I'd put the lid down on it at that point there and say, that's it, the dump is closed. And at any point, did you ever pull up the weight and look at it? Yeah, I asked that, too. Yeah, the first uh, series of... Uh, Letting down line. When I got about uh, 4,500 feet down there, I had a uh, roll of lifesavers down on the bottom to determine if there was any water mm-hmm. down there. And of course, if there was water, the lifesavers would melt. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't I didn't do that. But since that time, I've let the line continuously go down. I've just spliced on to the end of the line and yeah, I'm just trying to find out where the bottom is. Yeah, that, that's my that was my main question. It's like how deep is this thing? Where does it go? You know, well, it goes into the earth, but you know how how far does it go before it'll stop? Okay. You know. Uh, you know. All right, thank you, ma'am. Um, I think that a light and a video camera. I mean, Mel, you could have a special. As you got down past what? What did they say was the deepest hole? Sixteen hundred feet. Sixteen hundred feet. As you got down past sixteen hundred feet, you'd have a network special on your hands, Mel. That would be good. I'm thinking about putting up a web page on it there. If I can get a one of those. What's uh, his name? Rivera would come. <laughs> and and they'd lower him into the hole. <laughs> Only if we were all lucky. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Yeah, this is uh, Terry from Bremerton. Hello, Terry. Oh, you're up in Washington again, yeah. You're right. Well, I was wondering about uh, how much does 15 uh, miles of fishing line weigh? I have no idea. <laughs> I'm just letting that sucker go down. I have not well, realized What if it. you've already hit the bottom and you got uh, a pound of fishing line on it? You're That's just right. letting it down. Yeah, I, I, should, uh, the bottom. I, sh- I should weigh one of those uh, spools because I'm, I'm getting them in 5,000-yard spools. Yeah. Uh, and so I should weigh a spool and sort of deduct the cost of the, uh, the the spool itself and see what that would add up to in terms of how much uh, how much, how much that weighs. So, so in other words, it could be... It could have hit bottom some time ago and simply the, the pure weight of the line... Right. It, it 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 doesn't feel like it it is is reach bottom there. There's no slack in the line. But even so, well, there might not be with that much weight. But you know, even if that's true, caller, think yes. about it. He's still got the deepest hole ever heard of in the world. Yeah, he does. <laughs> but the weight of the line would keep pulling the line down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- there and there would be so much line down there by then. But he, what pound test line is it? I'm using 20 pounds. I, 20 I couldn't pounds. afford to go much higher. Do you think you have 20 pounds of line on it already? Pardon me? Do you think you have 20 pounds of line in the oh, hole already? I'm, I'm sure there's more line, more line than that. It would break by then. You know, we're 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 talking uh, how many how many? Uh, there must be a lot of tension. I've got 20 spools of line. A lot of, of tension on that. Yeah. 20 spools of line on there. Wow. And it's still hanging on there. You know, I, I'm I'm you know that 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 weight continues to go down. I don't know if there's a way. Of weighing that thing, you know, as it is. Yeah, I was just interested in how much uh, the line would weigh itself. I, you know, well, I, I could probably do that. You know, get yep. one of those hanging scales. Sure. And 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 spring spring operate and stuff, and just sort of knot it off up there. Yeah, why not? It's worth a try. And the other thing that's worth a try, I suppose, although you'd be cranking for a long time, would be to crank it back up again. Well, no, I, I could just I could just weigh like one spool of line and multiply it. I, I think I'm up to about like 18 spools of line right now. So you know it wouldn't be too hard to get a, a weight on it. All right, you so, you'll report back to us on that. Yeah, I can, sure, definitely. All right, yes, definitely. All right. First time caller line. You're on the air with Mel. Hello. Yes. Hi. Where are you? I'm uh, Bellingham, Washington. Yes. Oh, Washington again. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Um, I was wondering um, what what was the uh, Mel said that he had a triangular one-pound weight on the end of uh, the line. You're right. Yeah, I was wondering what was, what elements were was that weight or is that weight composed? Of? It's a sta- standard lead fishing weight. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, you were talking earlier, um, Al was talking earlier about the heat when you get deep into Well, the, I, I was speculating. You know, I saw the movie with, uh, with Pat Boone about the journey to the center of the earth. It was supposed to get hot when you go down, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, what about the magnetism? You know, that, that's a factor you consider also. The magnetism? Yes. Uh, you're off into a territory that I can't answer. Mel, are you gonna? You're gonna contact your your wife works for a university, yeah, huh? local university. Have they? I mean, did she tell them about this? And if so, what did they say? Well, the people she talked to, because I nag her about it occasionally, say sure. you know they're telling her you don't have a whole day that deep, you know. So in other words, they don't believe her. No, no. No, and I, you know, I'm, what I'm trying to do is, you know, kind of entice them out there and just bring something out there to measure how deep it is. That's, that's well, Mel, really... would you be willing to talk to, like, newspaper people or a television people? They're crazy. They'd send someone down there. Well, I, 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 I know I'm talking to a lot of people on the on the phone right now and on the radio, but yeah. uh, I, I am not sure <laughs> I'd want to have a a TV crew and a you know. A, so you're not sure you want that kind of publicity? No, you know, I mean, you know, I'd be happy to, you know, like I say, you know, I could I could put together a website on it and uh, uh, you know keep people you know um, informed about what's going on because you know I'm sort of making this my. Uh, people would accuse you of going to the well one time too many. Uh, that's probably true. <laughs> <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hello there. That is absolutely amazing. All right. This is Ken from Scottsdale. Yes, sir. And, uh, uh, one thing I wanted to mention about that, when you mentioned about a car that had fallen, apparently fallen from the sky. The Chevrolet, yeah. Right. I recall reading about many, many incidents in England and throughout Europe of uh, nuts raining nuts of different kinds. I mean, Brazil nuts and hazel nuts. Uh, Sometimes it rains nuts on my program. Listen, yeah. well, uh, no, listen, we're not talking about things falling from the sky right now. We're talking about a hole. Right, I know. Well, this was, it was open lines a minute ago. Now you switched it. Well, I've switched hole. it because I have Mel. Oh, well, anyway, um, the, as far as the hole goes, it, isn't it possible there could be like an aquifer or something when the... Water well, or something. Mel has not found any water, any water at all. He lowered lifesavers in, and the lifesavers came back, and that was how far, Mel? 4,500 feet. 4,500 feet, and the lifesavers came back intact, right? Oh, yeah, they, they, they were absolutely dry. They weren't dissolved. They were just perfect. That's pretty definitive. First time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hi. Uh, uh, Mel? Hi. Hi, this is Con uh, Conrad in Grass Valley, and I've got some thoughts about this whole well problem. Sure. Uh, first of all, if he's putting line down the well... Wait, say... wait a minute, sir. We've got to stop this because people are going to call it a well. There has never oh, okay. been, there's well, never been any water found in this hole. Okay, a hole. Yeah, thank you. All right. If he started out with a one-pound weight and he starts adding fish, uh, fish line to it, right. then the, the, the amount of weight down the hole increases. All right, now, if he knows the weight of the line on a per-foot basis, as he puts more weight down the hole, if he could measure the total strain on the top of the, or load on the top of the line, he would know if any of that line was draped on anything. 
See, the thing is, once he gets a fair amount of line yeah, down that's there, a good, that's a good point. The the one pound weight on the end is insignificant. Hmm. And he wouldn't even. It could be hung up on something and or uh, laying on the bottom or something, and and um, he would never know it. Yeah, but but it, but, but he he put lifesavers down forty five hundred feet. So even if what you're saying is true, this is still by a long shot the deepest hole ever. Ever. Uh, well, that that assumes it's even that deep. Uh, the one the one thought that you had that I thought was very valid was uh, uh, the temperature as you go farther down into the ground. Well, that's what they. Th I think that's right, isn't it? Oh yes, of course. Uh, by the time it's down. Uh, uh, 4,000 feet in the ground, or the temperature would probably be uh, well over 100 degrees Fahrenheit. If the 100, well, uh, the monofilament and the lead would certainly uh, survive 100 degrees just fine. You're probably right. That is interesting. Mel, I say that we got to put a person down there, a volunteer. Not a cat. No, not no a cat. cat. No cats. But, but a person, maybe like a media person, a um, one of these anchors from maybe one of the Seattle Como stations or something, mm. set, you know, lower them down. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, again, I'm, I, I'm, intri I'm, I'm intrigued. Again, I've been running line down there for quite a while, and uh, uh, I, I don't think I've hit bottom. Uh, that uh, uh, The weight seems to be hanging plumb over there. And... Uh, uh, like I say, we've been throwing things down there for a long, 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 long time, and you know, it, this hole has not filled up. <laughs> it, it keeps, I don't know. Maybe it's getting incinerated down there. I don't know. All right, and and you would you would swear on all that is sacred to you that what you have told us is the absolute, unadulterated truth. That this is my hole, and this is this is the truth about it. God, it's an amazing story, Mel. Um, who else besides your wife, the people you've tried to talk to at the university, and yourself? I, I guess your neighbors know about the yeah. hole. Oh yeah, there, there's probably good. Oh well, you know, in terms, you know, not not families, but individuals, probably a good twenty people that uh, use the hole regularly to throw junk into. Yeah, yeah, it, it, it's always been done. Well, I remember when I was a kid, I used to like to throw, you know, throw stuff off bridges and stuff like mm -hmm. that, and into holes just to hear it hit bottom. Never never heard anything hit. I mean, I mean, if you hit the side, of course, but if you just drop it straight down... Straight and down, yeah, nine and a half feet. Go straight. Nine and a half feet is certainly large enough so that if you got in the center and dropped it straight down, it would go straight down, right? Yeah, you, 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 can, you can just, you know, lean right over there and get it going straight down. You know, and as far as anything I can see, you know, visually, you know, with with the, you know, halogens and flashlights, uh, the light just what fades away into blackness. You, you've got nothing after a while. You know, you, I mean, you can yeah. see as far as the beam will go, and that's it. You know? Does anybody have any theories about? You said a dog was thrown into the hole, yeah, dead, and then came back alive again, right? The, the story is the guy was out hunting and he saw his dog, and and as, and huh. he knew it was his dog, as it was the same dog, it had the same collar, it had the same tag on it, and the whole thing. Oh man, does anybody have any theories about what properties would be in the hole to resurrect a canine? Gosh, I'd I, 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 I'd like to think that this is something like really benign. Like, uh, I mean, cows have gone down there, 
I mean, I, I, I haven't heard any cows coming back, and or at least that you would know. But uh, I, I uh, don't. Uh, boy. Uh, well, it's not the creator. Well, look. Um, we're out of time. Mel, you get the honors from near the hole in Washington State. Tell them. From the hole. It is uh, good night to everyone from coast to coast. <laughs> and beyond. Thank you, Mel. Stay tuned for more of the best of Art Bell with Mel Waters. Coming up after these messages. Well, we talked about it uh, Friday night, Saturday morning, last hour. Now, a lot of you might not have heard that last hour, so I've got Mel, and there's an update. It may be the deepest hole anywhere in the ground. It may go on forever, for all we know. I'll, I'll, I'll catch you up here in a moment. I received the following facts last week. Dear Art, I'm writing to you to see if I can get some help from you or your vast listening audience. I live in rural eastern Washington near the Manastash Ridge. I think I'm pronouncing that correctly now. On our property, there is a hole. Like the previous owners and the owners before them, we've been throwing our trash into the hole. Apparently, the hole has been there as long as anyone can remember. At first, I thought it was an ancient well. Anyway, the hole is nine feet, nine inches in diameter. There is a stone retaining wall around it, and we put a steel door on top to keep anyone from falling into it. As I said earlier, people have been throwing their trash into the well, that's in quotes here, for decades. Furniture, household trash, dead cows, building debris, you name it. The thing is, I noticed the hole never filled up. So I got curious, actually obsessed, began trying to measure the depth of the hole. I emptied three fishing reels of about 1,500 yards of monofilament trying to determine the depth. Soon I was buying fishing line in bulk. So far, I've sunk about 80,000 feet of line into the hole without reaching bottom. My wife works at a local university with a geology department. We hope to get some professional scholarly help in determining the depth of the hole, as far as I can tell. There's nothing else particularly strange about it, except for two other things. Dogs refuse to get within 100 feet of the hole. Birds won't sit on the retaining wall or metal door. Another strange thing is there's no echo when you yell into the hole. Indeed, I've never heard anything hit bottom when tossed in. We once tossed in an old refrigerator, and we never heard it hit bottom, no crash, splash, or crunch. I hope your listeners can help with possible explanations. I'm wondering if this, based on my measurements thus far, might be the deepest hole on earth. Signed, Mel Waters. Well, you know me. I get a fax like this, and I jump right on it. So I called Mel in the middle of the night. We put him on the air. Last hour of the show, last week, and we got the story of Mel's Hole. But now, Mel's Hole Part 2, I get the following facts earlier today. Art, you're receiving this fact simultaneously with a fax I attempted to send you earlier today. Much has developed since the first fax. I'll try to explain as rationally as possible what has transpired since my earlier fax. Around 1 p.m., I drove to Yakima to shop at the Costco there. On my way back, I decided to stop at the property. 
When I got there, my access road was blocked by military personnel that were armed. I noticed that several pieces of yellow gear had entered and exited my property based on the direction of their thread. I asked one of the guards, what's going on? He said there was a plane crash on the property. I said, well, that's strange. I told him there's no smoke. I don't see any in the distance. He asked who I was, and I let him know I own the property. I then asked to talk to the officer in charge. A non-uniformed man came up to my suburban and let me know that I won't have access to my property until the crash has been completely investigated. I mentioned the yellow gear and the lack of smoke and that they were on my property. I was told by this man that it's not necessarily my property and that it would be very easy to find a drug lab on my property while I got the drift. I asked if I could leave. He said, sure, don't come back until we contact you. I asked if he wanted a way to contact me. He said, they know how to contact me. I said, I suppose you don't want me to talk to anybody about this. He said, nobody would believe it anyway. That's about it for now. Oh, I talked to one of my neighbors earlier today, and he told me something very interesting. He said that some time ago, he was driving up to the hole at night and thought he saw the most bizarre thing. He said he saw a beam of solid black coming out of the then uncovered hole. I said, what do you mean? He said he saw something blacker than black coming out of the hole, like a searchlight reaching into the sky as far as he could see. So there you have it. There, there actually is more. Here is uh, from the state of Washington. Uh, here's Mel. Mel. Hello, Art Bell and listeners. Hi. Um, you, when, when, when I got this second fax from you, I called you up, and you were totally, totally freaked out. Oh, my God, I was. I tell you, I was, I, I, I feel a lot better now, let me tell you. But uh, Yeah, you were, you were uh, just a pile of nerves when I talked to you. Now, what, explain again, you, you went up to your property. You were going to examine the hole because we were talking about it. I'm sure you yeah. have the interest. So, and they stopped you there, huh? Yeah, well, I uh, originally, uh, my, uh, after the show on Friday night, I went out there, and uh, uh, in the evening, and uh, noticed uh, there were some some helicopter activity around the property. Uh, there was further helicopter activity the next day. Uh, and so I figured that uh, clearly uh, somebody out there listens to your program. Oh, yes. And uh, I think... Uh, I'm really sorry I brought this on for you. I, I didn't... It certainly wasn't intentional. I, uh... Well, uh, you know, uh, when we talked yesterday, uh, you felt that uh, probably the best thing to do is to uh, be public in this matter. And That's I, right. Uh, your best uh, protection is to be public, Mel. Well... Anyway, so there was was a lot of activity around there, and you know I've had some thoughts about this. And if they knew where the hole was, uh, I would imagine that they could take some readings of the depth of the hole from like satellites. I don't know about that. I, I I'm sure they have a way to measure it from ground. I'm not sure about satellites. Well, we we did have a lot of hovering up there in the air. I'll tell you that. <laughs> so uh, uh, we we did have that situation. Um, and they stopped you, right? In other words, there was a barrier there? Well, there was on, um, 
I'll tell you, I'm getting a little confused about days. I, I guess it's now Tuesday morning. Yeah, that's right. But uh, uh, since what they had originally there was a barrier, not a barrier, but just armed armed uh, soldiers, basically. Armed soldiers. Armed soldiers. Uh, since then, they have erected some um, further down the road. I mean, you can't even... I, I mean, basically... There's the road, there's the access road, and then finally kind of meander into the property. Okay. They now have jersey barriers at the road. What are those? Uh, jersey barriers. Those are uh, they're kind of like big chunks of concrete. That, oh, that uh, like should... like the bomb barriers they have at the White House. Those uh, kind of things. More or less. So you could you could squeeze maybe one one vehicle through there, but it's uh, you know, definitely being controlled over there. Now this is your property, right? You've this got the is, deed to this property. This is well, mine and the banks. Well, you're you're in the bank. You know, we all in the same situation. Um, so so they won't let you on your own property, and they're claiming there was a plane that crashed. Yeah, that, that was the thing. And I said, well, where's the smoke? I've seen plane crashes before. There's there's got to be smoke. And uh, you know, again, I had talked. I asked to talk to the officer in charge there, and uh, I figured, you know, one of these military types would come up, and I don't know, maybe he was just dressed in civilian clothes because of, you know the nature of what happened there. But uh, you know, uh, you know. It, told me that I won't be able to go out there until the accident's been investigated, mm. and I was insistent about my property rights, and he seemed to indicate that uh, this might not necessarily be my property in regards to the drug lab, so, uh, um, but the problem is I do have, <laughs> a, I do have a sort of a lab on the property, but... Oh, no, no, wait a minute. Ooh, yep. ooh, 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 you have a sort of lab? What kind of lab? Well, I, um... I, I work uh, or working in the alternative health field here and then on, on the property, and that's one of the reasons, and this can all come out now. Uh, I imported some um, plant life from northern Nevada. They were Native American plants that the Indians used there for uh, uh, treatment of various illnesses, mostly cold and flu. Yeah. Anyway, so we, uh, because of the nature of the uh, uh the climate and it's very similar to northern Nevada. We thought we would cultivate these plants and then use it as a cure. It's a very effective cure. It's, found, uh, it's not a narcotic, is it? No, it's not narcotics. Well, not then what the hell are they talking about drug lab? Well, there is a lab there, though. I mean, and uh, well, yeah. Oh, yeah, but there's no, there's no. You're not cranking out crank oh. or methamphetamine or yeah, anything. Yeah, but if they had, for instance, if they found like it was a drug lab, they could seize my property. So it was their way of telling you, yeah. listen, brother, stay away, let us do what we're doing, or, you know, we might find a drug lab here, and then it exactly. wouldn't be your property anymore, and you might even be in jail. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. So they were clearly letting me know, and my feeling was that they were in control. So uh, what have we got? Good. We got some kind of national security hole now, or is it what? Well, I'm, <laughs> excuse me, I, I, I assume by now they've made a lot of determinations about it, and it sounds like it's something they want. Today on my uh, my answering machine, I had a message from my real estate agent. Oh, and he says that uh, he had uh, someone who is very interesting and interested rather in purchasing my property, and uh, would make me a very generous offer. Now I haven't gotten back to him, but uh, I think we put two and two together here. Somebody wants to get their hands on my property. So what are you going to do, Mel? Are you going to accept the quote generous offer? And uh, and get out of this with your skin intact and a few bucks, or are you going to you're going to fight? Well, 
That's a good question. That's one of the reasons why I didn't get back to my uh, my agent today. You know, is that I wanted to sit down and think about it before I did anything. I don't know what their so-called very generous offer is, but on one side you have a possible drug lab, and on the other side you have a very generous offer. And so I would kind of be curious to know what their generous offer was. Well, that's the carrot stick approach, no question about it. Yeah, they're they're, they're working the both ends here, I think, and uh, I'm. Uh, you know, like I say, I, I feel a lot, a lot calmer about this now than I did before. It was. It was now you were almost panicked, weren't you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, uh, it, uh, it, it was, it was just a little bit too much. All right, you, you did some measurements. People were asking yeah. about, people were asking about the weight of the line that you were putting into the, into the hole. And so, what have you determined? Yeah, I, I did, I did some uh, real, real quick and dirty work here with this. Here, first of all, uh, when I was out there. On the weekend, I was able to actually measure or, or weigh the line that's in the hole. And basically, I tied it onto one of these little uh, uh, fisherman's scales, okay? And, All right. Uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a little spring-operated thing there. But I, I had a weight on that, including the, uh, uh, the one-pound sinker on there. It looks like it weighs about uh, 17, 18 pounds. What, what does? Uh, the line that's in the hole. In totality? Yeah. The entire, the entire weight of the line. Basically, the line weighs 10 ounces for every hundred, every thousand yards. Okay, so 17 or 18 pounds. Yeah. It's 20 pound test line, right? Mm -hmm. And you have got one pound down at the end of it, tied on the end of it, right? That's right. So, so one of the things is it's it's and and this has become a moot point at this point. But if uh, if I drop much more line down there, and based on what your caller said, this this line will break. <laughs> at uh, Probably at the top of the line because that's where all of the pressure will be. So but you believe you're down eighty thousand feet? Yeah, yeah, w without a doubt. Eighty thousand feet. Eight with uh, what is that? Four zeros on there. Well, so miles five thousand two hundred eighty feet. So yeah, you can that's uh, so, someone's. I, I believe I haven't done done the math math on there. I always forget how long a mile is. But uh, um, how long have you owned this property with a hole? We've had the property for about four years now, and. Uh, you know that the guy that had it there had had been there for a long time. I believe he'd been there for over forty years. Uh, it's 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 very rustic. I, I think I might have indicated to you we we do not have electricity there. We do not have phone service. No, it's just raw property, right? Uh, well, we we have our we have some buildings and the housing structures. All of those were uh, basically damaged with the uh, the heavy snowfall. We all had. right, Mel, that's right. Recent yeah. snowfall. Mel, hold on. We'll be back sure. after, after the uh, bottom of the hour. Right? Okay. Stay right there. I'm Art Bell, and this is CBC. The devil went down to Georgia. He was looking for a soul to steal. He was in a bind, but he was way behind, and he was willing to make a deal. But he came across this young man sewing on the fiddle and playing it hot. And the devil jumped up on a hickory stump and said, Boy, let me tell you what. I guess you didn't know it, but I'm a fiddle player, too. And if you care to take a dare, I'll make a bet with you. Now, you play pretty good fiddle, boy, but give the devil his due. I bet a fiddle is gold against your soul, because I think I'm better than you. The boy said, my name's Johnny, and it might be a sin, but I'll take your bet you're going to regret, because I'm the best that's ever been. Johnny, you're awesome up your bow and play your fiddle hard. Now back to Mel and Mel. Um, 
a lot of this audience would not have heard, but there was another little bit of the legend of the whole. Um, apparently, at, at some point, somebody threw a dead dog into the hole, right? Oh, yeah, I was telling you about that before the other night, and... Uh... Yeah, it, it, people put throw everything in there. There's dead cows going down the hole. There's you know sheep, whatever you name it, it's gone down there. One guy uh, threw his old hunting dog down into the hole. I guess as a form of burial. And uh, the story that I heard was that the guy, the hunter, was out there hunting one day and he saw his old departed dog. It looked exactly the same. In fact, it was wearing the same collar and the same uh, tags on it. So he was absolutely, the story is, they were like absolutely believed the dog came back somehow. And you believed it to the degree that you changed your will so that when you die, yeah. Uh, yeah. They, they were going to throw your body into the hole, right? When, when I'm gone, I'm uh, going to the hole. Oh, well, but maybe not now, huh? Well, that's, that's a matter for conjecture. I, uh, today, I, I, I didn't have a chance to mention this, I, uh, uh, you know, after after finding out, you know, the story about the the black beam, you know, I, uh, the other day I, I I thought I'd go out there and do some more research amongst the, my my neighbors who you know may have. Uh, that makes sense. You can't go on the property. Might as well talk to the yeah, neighbors. Yeah, yeah. sure. And so you know, you go out and buy them a cup of coffee and find out a few things here. Anyway, I had uh, talked to one gentleman who's uh, really quite elderly and has lived in the uh, area for a long time, but he said that. Originally, and this is going way back, so this must go back about 40, 50, maybe longer, that there was a series of, around the hole, there was a series of stone columns. I said stone columns. and Stone, uh, co stone columns? Yeah. And so I asked him, you know, could he like, you know, you know, I sketched out a little how the property looks there and see if he could place the uh, stone columns on it. Yeah. So, you know, he drew it on a napkin there, and I said, that's very interesting. Well, I had my, my uh, power book with me, and I uh, pulled up a picture of Stonehenge. Yeah. He says, that's exactly what the thing looked like. You're kidding. He said that they had these, like, pillars lined up, you know, in, just like that. He said it wasn't, you know, it didn't have that thing on the top, you know. The, they had some, like, things on top of the pillars of Stonehenge. Oh, but, that's really odd. Listen, the, 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 you can't get photographs, Mel. I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, I asked you about photographs. They right. won't let you close enough to take any photographs. Uh, I was I was afraid to take pictures of the guards, to be honest with you. No, I, I, I understand. I, How about a drawing, Mel? Can you get us a drawing? Uh, yeah, I could I could do that. Uh, and and uh, I, I, had a, I had a question for you. you uh, the night that I talked to you, you said you got another fax about an, another anomalous hole. That's right. Colville area? Oh, that's right. That's exactly right. I've got that fax. Um, and, and I'll try and get to it. But okay. Uh, uh, on Sunday, I listened to your show a bit, and uh, you had Linda, Linda on talking about HARP. That's right, Project HARP. Now, now HARP is supposed to look for... Underground, underground bunkers and tunnels and such, yes. That's right. Now, uh, maybe it's looking at your hole. Who knows? Here, here's a fax for you. The following is a theory regarding Mel's property. One. Imagine two naturally occurring iron veins just happening to reach toward the Earth's surface around Manas... Uh, help me pronounce it. Manastash? Manastash. Uh, Washington. There is a tremendous amount of naturally generated high-voltage electricity deep in the Earth. What if the bottom of the hole on Mel's property is a naturally occurring focal point, a lot like the device that Mr. Markham built? The Earth could have its own, in effect, time machine over the centuries through various quakes and so forth... 
all of the soil above the portal would have fallen into the bottom and been launched into some other time. This explains the lack of echoes and the apparent depth of the hole. Tell Mel to lower a clock down there. <laughs> mm. <laughs> well, well, let me tell you, I was uh, over at the university library today, and you know, I wanted to find out a little bit more about Earth geology. Uh, and one of the things I found out is the crust, on average, on the Earth is about 20 miles deep. Okay. Now, underneath the crust, and this is something that a lot of people don't know about, there's something known as the Moho discontinuity. The, the what? The Moho, M-O-H-O discontinuity. What is that? It's named for a guy named uh, Mohorovic. He was a, a Croatian uh, seismologist. But I don't know much about seismology, but I'll tell you what I know about this discontinuity. P waves, and I guess those are seismic waves, yeah. through this discontinuity move faster than they do through the rest of the Earth. They, like, speed up. Okay. Normally they go like 7 kilometers per second. These are going like 8 kilometers per second when they go through there. And it's believed that it has to do with a chemi chemical difference in the type in, in that area of the Earth. So you've got the crust, you have the uh, moho discontinuity, then you have the mantle. And so that region is very, very little known, as you can well imagine, because you really can't get to it, uh, at least not yet. <laughs> and... Um, uh, they really, the, the scientists really don't understand that, but we have this thing that goes on underneath the crust that is very, very peculiar. And uh, I just thought I might mention that. There. All right. Uh, well, I don't know anything about that. That's very mm -hmm. interesting. All I know is we had all kinds of cool plans. I mean, we were going. I had Mel. I'm telling you, I've got volunteers who are willing to go down in your hole, but now, now that's obviously not going to occur uh, because. They have your hole. I mean, this is outrageous. This is your property. Yeah, it is my property. That's 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 the uh, the incredible thing. I could not step one inch onto my property. You know, it, my my deepest um, incursion only got me onto the access road. I mean, I still got. I mean, I, I mean, I was kept way away from that thing there. How far is it from the access road where you were stopped to the hole? Oh, gosh, you'd have to travel, oh, gosh, I would say it's from the access road kind of, it's very hilly ground over there, so you kind of have to go around all the low spots there. You might go about a mile and a half or more. You can't even see uh, the little, like, valley that I'm in. Before you began dropping this monofilament line into the hole with a weight, uh, you threw an entire refrigerator down. Yeah down this hole, and then listened and listened and listened and never heard a thing? Nothing. Nothing. I, you know, I mean, again, you know, the, the refrigerator, I didn't hear anything. I mean, I expected, you know, I mean, something that massive, you know, and that, that, that uh, you know, I expected something. But, I, you know, I've thrown things there that I knew would make interesting sounds, like television tubes, picture tubes. Yeah, they explode. Yeah, those, those are my favorite. And, uh, no, I, I couldn't get an implosion, explosion, or anything out of them. So I have not heard anything actually touch bottom in that thing. Um, I mean, that's, uh, it's almost impossible, uh, it seems. Um, I, I uh, you know, I mean, if, if the hole right now, I don't know, is 15, 16, 17 miles, you know, how long would it take for the sound to travel back, you know, if it, it is hitting bottom? Let's say it's hitting bottom at, say, 15 miles. Uh, you know, how long would it take? Or would I hear it at all? 
you know, th those are things, I, you know, I don't know. I mean, those I don't think so. I mean, you don't hear things that occur. F well, on the other hand, though, it's a channeled... It sure is. I, I don't know the physics involved in such a deep hole. Have, have you ever heard of any other holes? Uh, no. Uh, you know, that's why I was curious about the uh, Colville hole. I, I did find out that actually the deepest mine is like 2.3 miles into the Earth. So this is way, way beyond anything that uh, anybody's ever heard yeah, about. Yeah, but that, that's a mine. That's, you know, that's a, a mine structure. It, uh, another thing I was curious about was that channel that, that they built underneath the uh, English Channel. Oh, yes, England, yes, yes. England and France. How deep yes. is, not, not how deep it is, but how long is it? You know, is it, is it several miles? or? Uh, I, I almost uh, rode on it. It's funny you should mention I almost rode on it last time I was uh, uh, in, uh, in London. Um, but but I didn't, so I, I don't exactly know. I saw the entrance to it. <laughs> I rode right by the entrance to it. I, I would be leery of going into that thing. Well, then you certainly wouldn't want to go in. Would you go in this hole, your uh, hole, if you could? I anticipate what will be going down into the hole in the future will be federal prisoners, I, I imagine. <laughs> we'll be going down there on a non-voluntary basis, I assume, because... Uh, uh, I mean, these, you know, if, if we're talking the government here, which it is obviously the government that's been interested in this, they have every piece of technology they could ever want. They could send down cameras. They could send down whatever they wanted, you know. So, you know, I assume at some point if they determined that it was safe for a human being to go down, they'll send a, a person down, you know, and they take air readings. If it's got good air, bad air, you know, find out what's going on. Uh, uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd say that that you know they they would do that. You know, I, I again, I'm you know just like a you know poor ordinary little guy here who doesn't have a lot of technology as back. Well, in the how would you like to get a whole bunch of citizens together, Mel, and yeah. and go marching on that property and challenge their authority to uh, to take your property like that? Well, we we talked we talked about that over coffee with the, the guy that told me uh, about the. The stones out there, you know, saying, you know, I mean, you know, we're we're pretty. What's uh, we're big on property rights here. Yeah, this is your hole, not theirs. And and uh, you know, we're I mean, you know, very very militant about that. And they say, you know, how how can they do that here? Uh, the you know, the truth is, you know, if they say a plane crashed on the property, yeah, and and I I, I don't have any evidence of that, but I mean, you know, I expect to see some smoke. But, uh, you know, if they're telling people this is a, an accident scene, we've got to do an investigation, you know, FAA and all that business there. And, and all right, did they tell you what kind of airplane, civilian, no. military, or what? No. 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 All right. Um, well, are there any reports? I mean, you, after all, you can check on plane crashes, oh, right? You, well, for, well first, first of all, over here, if a kid, kid throws a snowball at your car, yeah. in the wintertime, then makes mm -hmm. a newspaper. <laughs> I mean, so so there I mean, should have been big news if a plane went down. Oh, there. oh, you bet! I mean, we've had planes go down here before. I mean, we've had planes go down, you know, on the other side of the mountains and makes newspaper here. I mean, you know, that's a big deal here. All right, well, look, then look. Then instead of uh, a crowd of civilians, maybe that was a bad idea. How about a crowd of media? I mean, I could get Seattle media by your side and mm -hmm. go marching right up to that 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 group, right up to the barrier. Yeah, and then then I end up being a convicted <laughs> drug drug cooker. <laughs> uh, I am, you know, that that's that's you know I. They actually said that to you. That that those those were the exact. Those were almost verbatim the exact words they said. Uh, you know, you know, you know, we could find a uh, drug lab on this property if you get my drift. Uh, 
you know, oh, just very God. easily. All right. Uh, Mel, let's take a few calls, see if anybody has any ideas. I, this one has me stumped. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Uh, Hello there. Y yes. Uh, <clears throat> this is Robert in Milwaukee. Hi, Robert. Uh, Art, I just, uh, just had a thought uh, connecting uh, Stephen Greer at C-SETI uh, with what he said on concerning interplanetary travel and uh, drew, drew a connection to the cloning. Uh, I find it very interesting that the scientists say they're not going to consider cloning humans. Oh, baloney. That's, that's a bunch of crap. You know, don't listen to that. I, I, uh, excuse me for a second, Mel, on the subject of cloning. You know, all day I've been li listening to this drivel uh, from the scientists of, um, about the cloning thing, that we're not going to do it. Oh, well, yes, uh, this technology will allow cloning, but we're not going to do it. That is utter garbage, and when we get around to talking about cloning, which we will... Uh, we're going to talk about it in an entirely different vein because unless you are naive beyond belief, spending your time talking about whether we should or shouldn't, will or won't, is baloney because we will. I guess you can say, should we? Huh. But we will, I guarantee we're going to clone. Anyway, uh, that is not tonight's subject or the moment's subject. Uh, Mel's hole is first time caller line, you're on the air. Hey, Mel? Yeah, hi there. Hi there. Where are you, sir? I'm in uh, I'm in Oregon. My name is Pete. All right, Pete. Okay. Um, Where in Oregon so, are you? Uh, in Corvallis. Corvallis. Okay, I know what that is. Sure. Okay. Yeah, I was listening to the show, and uh, I guess it's a, a delayed broadcast out here. I was listening to uh, earlier stuff. No, no, this is about Mel's hole. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, sir. And uh, yeah, I was I would just say to Mel that uh, you need to get in contact with uh, just about every media person that you can think of, and. Uh, well, he, he, he's done that with me, and I agree with you. I just said to Mel that he should take, you know, like an army of cameras out there. But yeah, exactly. he's afraid that he's going to end up in jail. Mm -hmm. Now, he's got a point. Well, I mean, I so, think, uh, suppose the army of cameras with Mel in tow arrive, and, they, and there's feds there saying, sorry, this is a crime scene. Uh, oh, are you, is this, is this uh, uh, Mel Waters? Well, you're under arrest, Mel. Well, I, 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 I have, I have to tell you that, uh, um, as far as I, you know, what I believe is now that the, uh, the the surface of the hole there has been, you know, there's a lot of snow on the property has been covered up with snow. Mm -hmm. I think that's what the yellow gear was there for, is to you know groom it all, so you can't see it from there. Well, and, I think there's a lot of questions that need to be answered. And if, two, uh, if the military is out there, if there was a plane crash, I think. Uh, uh, the media would want to know uh, what kind of plane it was, uh, who was flying it. I will. Well, you see, yeah. the thing is, I'm the one that's saying that there was a plane crash. Yeah, Mel, I'll tell you something. Um, and for what it's worth, if it was a civilian airplane that crashed, that would be in the news. Mm -hmm. uh, if it was a regular military airplane that crashed, that would be in the news. But there are some type of aircraft that crash, Mel, that, it, believe me, it does not make the news. We have them out here. They crash, and you see the military cordon off miles of area, and there's no news about it at all. You know, there's secret aircraft that fly and crash, but I don't think that's what happened there, and neither do you. Do you? No, I, I, don't, I don't believe that anything crashed there, because I, I didn't have, I mean, I didn't have the smell of the smoke. I didn't see any smoke. It was a beautiful, uh, uh, beautiful, clear day. I mean, if there was any, any, and it wasn't particularly windy, if there was there was a crash to be evidence of, to be smoke clouds. Well, evidence. I'll tell you one thing. I would be very cautious, Mel, about accepting a generous offer for the property with a hole, because you know what? No matter what else, Mel, your hole 
is worth millions of dollars if it's what you say it is, if it's as deep as you say it is, man, you could you could fence a property and sell tickets. Well, I, I, I think I also mentioned that they actually moved onto the property several mobile, one of those like temporary buildings. Oh, moved that onto the property. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Yeah, one of the neighbors says he saw a, like almost like a parade of these things going out there, like three, four of them, uh, plus some generator equipment there oh too. My God, how all long, that stuff? How long after the broadcast did this parade begin? Well, um, it was it was uh, Saturday, Saturday night? I was out there pretty pretty late. Um, and we I, did we did the broadcast between I think three and four o'clock Pacific time Saturday morning. Yeah, so I, I, you know, I, I got some, you know, got some sleep, you know, and I went out there, you know, in the evening and did my uh, uh, weighing of the uh, uh, the line in the hole, and that's when I saw the first helicopter out there, and uh, that was a very strange experience. Uh, you know, I I actually looked up at this thing here for about twenty minutes. You know, <laughs> um, there were more helicopters out there Saturday morning early, uh, several of them coming in and out. Uh, that was Saturday morning. Uh, that was Sunday morning, uh, and then by uh, today, uh, you know, uh, the chronology is getting getting real confusing for me. But now, yesterday, I guess, really. Yeah, yeah. That that I I, I lost a day in here, Mark. Uh, but uh, yeah, what they what they saw is actually some uh, mobile buildings being moved onto the property. Uh, apparently, some generators there. Again, I have no power. Or phone on the property. There, you know, we use cell phone if we need to make call, and we used to use solar out there too. Uh, well, I feel in a way guilty, Mel, um, but uh, your original facts got me going, well, and there was no way not to follow up on that. And I guess once we aired that, it was too late. It was a done deal. Well, well, you, you know, when you when you uh, when, when I originally approached approached this thing here, you know, what I wanted to do was to you know get some good ideas about the, the nature of this thing here. I, I guess I was pretty naive about it. Um, All right, you know. Mel, one thing I've got to ask you. Yeah. Um, don't think me rude, but no, it, I've got to ask, Mel. Yeah. That's not a drug lab you've got out there, is it? No, no, no. We, we are working with uh, Native American plants. They're plants that Native Americans used in making uh, what, what they... Uh, what, uh, this, uh, this was a Northern Nevada doctor uh, back in World War One time who found the cure for the flu. He gave this stuff to his... Uh, uh, the, he was a military doctor. He gave it to the people under his command. All right, Mel, uh, hold on. We're, we're going to do a break here at the top of the arrow. We'll be, be back to you. Mel uh, uh, Waters, the guy with the endless hole, is my guest. We will start taking some calls. Anybody have any advice for Mel or thoughts on all of this? Yikes. CBC in action. Back now to Mel and the dilemma of the endless hole. Mel, are you there? I am here, Art. All right. There are some people with questions. Do you have anything else you want to say? Um, just, just that, uh, you know, uh, just after uh, beginning to explore this thing here, you know, with uh, the help of your audience and, uh, you know, further um, uh, questioning on, you know, people, you know, that, that live around in my area here, asking them, you know, really, do you remember anything strange about uh, the hole in particular? Well, I would say a resurrected dog would be pretty yeah, good. Uh, I would, it, uh, it, you know, it, it just 
becomes more and more mysterious. I have no way of understanding it. I would say a darker than dark beam that seems to go straight up into the sky would be pretty strange. Yeah, that was that. That to me was utterly, utter, utterly fascinating. Yeah. You know, it's like, you know, the hole itself is dark, but for it to send out darkness, you know, in, you know, into the sky, to to me was just just I, absolutely I couldn't, Yeah, I couldn't begin to explain it. I, it. I mean, it was you know the way he described it. It was just. All right, all right. Look, yeah. let's bring some people on. East sure. of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello, where are you? Yeah, this is Philip in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Hello, Philip. How are you doing? Great. Love your show. Thank you. Uh, Mel, what type of work do you do for a living? Uh-huh. Well, I'm a retired person. I, uh, I get no, no criminal a... record of any kind. Pardon me? No criminal record or anything? Uh, no, no, no criminal record. I, I'm I'd a find a lawyer and get a local group of citizens and press and militia, and that's uh, a good reason why we need the militias in this country is to prevent this type of situation from happening, the government coming in, taking over your property, threatening your life. You know, I would I would call their bluff. I don't I, I don't see how they can. Well, that's easy to say, you know, from a distance. I'm not sure I'd call their bluff. I I've got to be honest. Uh, it, look, if you had a property, sir, and you're trying to get on it, and they had it all roped off, and they said go away, you know, we could. I, find I would it. come back with a gun. Well, and and they they well, haul in a bunch of. Then trailers. you know what you'd be you'd be a yeah. dead martyr. <laughs> you take a gun up to a military. No, I'd have the press with me, and I mean, I would not go at this alone. Oh, I see. Uh, you know, but to, they're not going to drag in a bunch of uh, military trailers to to examine a drug lab. <laughs> well, <laughs> you I, know, that's I, just not. I agree. Logical, I know? agree with you. I agree with you. So they're obviously after the secret of the whole. Um, uh, west of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hi, this is Stan from San Diego. Hi, Stan. Um, I just got a question there for Mel. Um, if, there, if there was like any way that you could charter a plane so you can do a flyover of your property, um, I I suppose I could do that. I mean, there is a, a small uh, airport here in uh, in Ellensburg, um, and I'm sure that that can be you know that can be arranged for. Uh, well, what I'd be interested to know is if actually planes can fly over that area, and I suppose I can yeah. try to find that out. To get some uh, photographs. Yeah, but again, I do believe that the, the hole itself has been um, uh, covered over with, uh, with you know, the surrounding snow. They probably did a really nice job with what they brought in there of, uh, uh, you know, keeping it uh, invisible from the air. You know, that, that, that was my speculation oh. of why they brought the yellow gear out oh. as to, uh, you know, kind of, Dress it up a little bit there, so that uh, you know anyone casually going over there wouldn't notice anything. That's just my opinion. Okay, and um, another thing is, um, I got a little assumption of why none of the animals want to go by there. Why? Um, maybe they see the apparition of the dead dog, and it's warning them not to go there. <laughs> maybe, oh. maybe. I mean, that's that's pure conjecture. Who knows? But no animals will go near it. Uh, you know, the observations I made was my dogs and other people's dogs, you know, that, you know, that come visit, you know, they won't, won't go with, go there. If I put them on a leash and try to drag them there, they'll dig their feet in there, and it just will not budge. You know what, Mel? I once was on a trip with my family going to We used to go to Florida, to drive to Florida in the winter, and we once got near a slaughterhouse mm. and um, uh, on one of our stops, and man, I had a golden retriever, and that golden wouldn't get anywhere. He did the same thing. He dug his feet in, and I don't care how you'd pull, he wouldn't get any. He could smell the death. 
Well, I, when I was in college, I had a, uh, brought, brought from school a human skull and brought it home put it on the coffee table. My cat walked into the room, and he saw that thing, and the cat literally jumped backwards about yep. eight feet. I bet. When he saw that. Now, uh, how, how, how did a cat know? Sense. They sense these things. No. Uh, there's something about it. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hey, Art, this is Scott from Kirkland, Washington. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, right. Scott Washington. Washington. Yeah, not, only, not only from Kirkland, I've only been over on my side of the mountains for a little while, but uh, born and bred in Yakima and a graduate of Central Washington University. Cool. Been in, spent a lot of time in Ellensburg. Yeah. In fact, I sat around with one of my old professors, who is one of these guys who has been living in the area for, oh, God, forever. And he actually had told me rumors one morning over coffee, sitting in a sitting down in a little one of the little restaurants about mm-hmm. a great big hole that uh, nobody knew the bottom of. Wow. We'd actually heard of this. This was back, oh, 1990, 1989? Mm-hmm. Sometime about in there, and we even heard that. And the one thing that it really surprises me, this guy that was saying, well, I took a gun in the media up there. What a lot of people don't realize, Art, and I think that most most people don't realize, is he lives about, oh, depending on where the hole is, between 5 and 10 miles away from one of the largest military reservations in the Pacific Northwest, possibly the western United States. It it is humongous out there. The Yakima Firing Center is where they did all of the training for Desert Storm. They have a bunch of satellite dishes up there that theoretically don't exist, that they use for talking to satellites that aren't there. And all sorts of things, very interesting things go on up there. And so something like this, a hole appearing within spitting distance of this military reservation, it doesn't really surprise me a whole lot that they had trucks and stuff out there in a lightning bulb. Hey, Mel, do we know how long that hole has actually been there? I mean, I, I, I can probably trace this hole back, you know, from, you know, actual recollections, you know, to for a solid 40 years before um, I got there, and and the previous owner says it was there, uh, the the next owner back. Uh, Before that, I don't know if anyone owned the property. I suppose I could check on that to see, you know, from the the records there if there's been any, you know, you know, ownership of it or was, you know, whatever. But uh, it, I, I can trace it back for a good solid 40 years, at least, you know, from, from you know, the verbatim accounts from the previous owner. Um, you know, again, I, I don't really know. I, I, w- I, would, I would venture to say that given the nature of it, that it's been there for a very, very long time, I'm talking, you know, not just decades. Uh, there. I mean, how, how can this thing just be there? You know, it has to be ancient. Well, I wish you the best in figuring out what it is, and we're just going to, we're all of us local here, we're going to keep tuned in to see if there's anything uh, well, worth you, driving back across the mountains to hang out and see. Well, it, 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 you know, it, you know, I, I've just been out here for just a couple of years. I decided to retire out here and pursue, you know, my uh, mm-hmm. interest in alternative health. and. Right. Uh, you know, this is what I get. <laughs> All right. Well, it's turned into a nightmare. Uh, yes. An absolute nightmare. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Uh, yeah. About that hole. Yes, sir. There was a Rod Sterling thing I saw in the TNT. I think about four years ago. He was hosting. It was like uh, must have been early '80s, late '70s, and uh, there were reenactments of like these true occurrences. Yeah. And there was a hole story. 
about a boy. It looked like it was took place in like when they still rode horses or something. And uh, a boy woke up with his dog missing or something, and uh, he went looking for his dog and fell into a hole. Except you know he didn't fall in. He hung onto the edge and crawled out and went and told his dad. And his dad went out there and they heard noises coming out of it. Oh God! And so. They didn't think it was the dog making the noises because it sounded real spooky and stuff. So uh, he went to town and got a bunch of guys to go out there with him. And I guess a bunch of guys went out there and they thought, well, let's lower a rope in and somebody's going to have to go down on it. Sure. And uh, so the dad said, well, I'll do it since, you know, you're looking for your dog and stuff. And they lowered him down and he made this uh, scream. Uh deadly scream and so they brought him up and I guess after that they, after they brought him up he went uh, clinically insane for the rest of his life alright well I hope you're not in any danger of going clinically insane Mel I hope not uh, but you sounded close to being discombobulated when I spoke with you when was that uh that Sunday was afternoon, I think. Was that Sunday afternoon? So Sunday evening, I, I, something like that. Yeah, yeah I, I, I was. Yeah, I mean, you I called mad. me up, and you were you were just a wreck. Yeah, I, I was. Uh, uh, any any uh, uh, negative, fearful emotion I had it there. I mean, I, I was I was shaking. I was sweating. I was uh, uh, my my body was doing things that I I couldn't explain. It was it was uh, I was a wreck. What do you think about the idea of you're not even going out, but sending the media out? Um, I, you know, I, I could do that as in terms of, you know, saying I think there's something interesting going on over there and, you know, send them out there. And, and what I assume that will happen is that they did go. Uh, if they thought it was a valid story, they'll say, look, we're uh, uh, conducting military exercises on, on this land here and yeah. uh, there's nothing for you to see. You know, and and uh, I think that will be it. Again, this guy was real clear to me. He said, look, mm. I asked him, I said, look, I suppose you don't want me to talk to anybody about this. And he, and he said, hey, no one's going to believe anyway. You know, you can could, you could tell them anything you want. You know, you, 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 <laughs> you know, why why are they going to believe you? All right. Well, uh, I, you know, first time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hello there. Hi. Hi. Maxine in Southern California. Hi, Maxine. I uh, am very interested in the conversation that's been going on with Mel. I heard the program the other night, and, uh, you know, he's really in a big dilemma. Well, he is now. Um, and I feel somewhat responsible. But, yeah, you know. I understand that. You know, this, uh, the first thing he needs to do is get a good lawyer, somebody that's prominent like that, um, I can't really call his name, Spence from Wyoming that's... Jerry Spence. Jerry Spence, somebody yeah. like that, and uh, maybe your your listeners could do a uh, a writing to Janet Reno, the president or the vice president, on his behalf. Keep him in the background because with the power they've got, you know, they can just wrap him up, and we might never hear from him again. Yeah, that's right. Um, I guess I'm going to have to stay in touch with you, Mel, to be sure that you, you don't meet some... Uh... Well, well, you know, they're, they're, they're working me from both sides here, as far as I can tell. What know. it sounds like, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, lo it looks like, uh, I, I guess it's like the Godfather. They want to make me an offer I can't refuse. Uh, uh, is, is you know, it's, it, there's a lot of armchair soldiers out there, Mel, and they're going to say... Uh, what's the matter with you? You've got to get in there and fight. Tell them to go to hell. 
But the fact of the matter is, if I were in your situation, I might be very disinclined to fight. I might be much more inclined to take a, quote, generous offer and get out from under while I can. Hey, hey, if, if I get to, you know, if I actually get to talk to somebody in a position of authority who wants to sit down and talk turkey, and I'm not talking about my uh, real estate agent, I, I'm going to, I'm going to, honestly, I'm going to ask for like a relocation to another country is what I'm going to do. You want you want to be sent out of the country? Yeah, I, I'd I'd like to be sent to like Australia, for instance. You know, uh, uh, like where uh, what Stan Deo is. You know, uh, be an expatriate. So, yeah, some you know some place that's geologically sound. <laughs> um, you know. From... Yeah. Okay. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel, who's still an American at this moment. <laughs> Hi, uh, my name's Brad. I'm calling from uh, Lexington, Kentucky. Hi, Brad. Hi. Um, this. When I heard about this hole, it kind of reminded me of uh, the story with the, the hole they dug. I think it was in Europe or Scandinavia. Scandinavia, they, Scandinavia. They lowered a microphone. Yeah, I'll tell you what. That was an Associated Press story, and they lowered a microphone in, and they heard the screaming, agonized sounds of of thousands of people in agony, they said. That was, that was an actual AP story. Now, it may have turned out to have been not true, but AP ran that story. So, um, I don't know. I mean, uh, maybe it's the entrance to hell. I don't know. <laughs> uh, there, there's, there's no, there isn't even an echo that comes out of this. I mean, you don't even hear anything. And plus, that would, I mean, and as far as the animals not wanting to go near it, you know. Uh, yeah, know, I mean, yeah. Uh, there is that, really but he bizarre. says there's not a sound. I mean, it's totally dead, right, Mel? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you, you, I mean, unless you hit the side of the thing there when it's, when when you drop something in and it's like close to the surface, you know you hear it there. But after a certain point, you wouldn't hear anything anyway. Now, when you dropped a refrigerator in, I'm curious how you can drop a refrigerator. I, no, nine feet nine inches, pretty good size diameter. Oh, yeah. But how do you get the fridge in the middle to drop it so that you don't slam it into the sides? Well, you, you get you get like uh, one of your buddies over there, and you get it over there on its, uh, you know, so it's like leaning over on its back. And you slide it over on the on the, the stone wall, and you just kind of give it a shove, and it just sort of goes straight down. Yeah, and that makes sense. Yeah, it's it, it, it's not it's not too difficult. I mean, we we've been throwing stuff in it, you know, uh, uh, that hole of all sorts of descriptions here, and, and uh, believe me, you know, we we've done it. I mean, you know, it's uh, 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 you know, a cow is a bitty pretty big thing, but people have gotten cows down in there. So <laughs> you just about throw anything down. Actually, there. almost disgusting. Yes. Um, in fact, uh, the bottom of the hole, if there is a bottom to the damn thing, must be truly disgusting, a mixture of horrible things of earth that should not have been thrown in there. Mel, can you hold on? Oh, yeah, I'll be All right, here. well, we'll do uh, one more half hour, and we'll be right back. It is a strange and wonderful world out there, is it not? Stay right there. trees of green, red roses too. I see them blue. And I think to myself, what a wonderful world. I see skies of blue and clouds of white, the bright blessing. Tonight on Coast to Coast AM with Art Bell. 
is an encore presentation featuring the best of Art Bell and his guest, Mel Waters, with the story of Mel's Hole, the bottomless pit in Washington State. Art will be back live tomorrow night with his guest, best-selling author, Dean Kuntz. It absolutely is. Good morning, everybody. Mel is my guest. She's got a hole. Mel's Hole, we call it. Um, and... Now let's go back and give him a little challenge, all right? Uh, Mel, are you there? I'm here. All right. Uh, I've got a couple of faxes here uh, that are not kind, Mel. They say this man is lying. His voice is shaking so much. He's stuttering. Um, He's searching for words. He's in a bind because you're paying attention to his fable, you know, made-up story, they're saying. And um, you have to come up with something that would keep you from finding out about his lie. So here's another one that says, Mel's hoax. Art, you've fallen for another one. Well, I am a little naive, and I, I like stories like yours, Mel, and so I do tend to go for them. Is it, I mean, do you swear that this is absolutely the truth? Well, look, I would have rather not have talked or called or faxed or anything in regards to this subject at all. Yeah, the people need to understand. You faxed me, but I'm the one who called you. I, I, would, I would have preferred, to be honest with you, to, to be there tomorrow morning letting a little more line down into the hole and uh, and just going along my merry way and then getting you on the air stopped all that and plus put the idiots there that are there taking hold of your uh... you know when you have a situation about belief and what what do you believe in and what you don't believe in yeah. you know a couple of days ago uh, we had this guy shoot a bunch of people on the Empire State Building that's right the Empire State Building's been there for like 60 years or whatever. And today I heard that um, they put metal detectors uh, in the Empire State Building. Yeah, figures. Now, for 60 years, people believed that the Empire State Building was a safe place to be. That was belief. And in one day, people no longer believe. So beliefs change. Yeah, you know, and 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 that that's that's how I view beliefs. You know, is should they've had a, a metal detector on it for sixty years? All right, look, let me ask you this: um, you have neighbors. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know about the hole. They've been there. They've, they've put their trash there. in it. They put their trash in it. Would any of your neighbors talk, or do you think they're scared now too? <laughs> I I'd be happy to talk to them and see if they want to talk to you. All right, and. Uh, you know, I, I'd be happy. if they want to talk. I'll fax you a phone. Fax you a phone number. That's that's great, Mel. Work on that one. Um, that's at least one other angle uh, to uh, to approach this with. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Uh, where are you, please? I'm in uh, Cameron, Texas. All right, uh, gentlemen. How how wide is that hole? It's it's uh, nine and three quarters feet. Nine and three quarters feet. Nine nine feet that's nine the diameter. Nine feet nine inches in diameter. He said. Okay, uh, Mel. Uh, through the through the library, why don't you go tomorrow and uh, they can network books all over the United States. And there's one called The Phantom of the Poles by William Reed. And there's one called The Hollow Earth by Dr. Raymond Bernard. Okay. And I'll guarantee you that'll open your eyes because the Earth is hollow. They've never proved the Earth is solid. And if the poles, it's totally a hole and it's about 1,400 miles wide. And people can't see across it. And they don't realize they're going into the, into the Earth. But... Uh, Admiral Byrd flew 1,700 miles inside the Earth, and they shut it up. So the government's up to something here. All right. As a matter of fact, here's a fax, Mel, saying, 
Uh, regarding the hole, it sounds to me like the government's going to take the hole and give Mel the shaft. That, that, that is what it sounds like. <laughs> West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hi, how you doing? Well? Another fantastic story, Art. Yeah, I know. <laughs> um, I appreciate you taking my call. Sure. I have a friend of mine who also believes in the hollow earth story. And I've read two scriptures in the Bible, which I won't quote, because I know you don't like to talk about that. That's right. But uh, there's one it's, it's, uh talks about making graven images of things. Yeah, and that would be even things that are under the earth, and then there's a. Well, what what are you driving at, though? Well, it, there are scriptures in the Bible that also allude to a hollow earth. Oh, oh, oh! And and so there's one in Revelation that talks about there's um, they were looking all around to try and find somebody who was worthy to open the scrolls or the seals or something, and even under the earth, no one was found. All right, Mel, are you a religious uh, person? Uh, I wouldn't. I, w I wouldn't categorize myself as a religious person. Uh, you know. And, so then you don't necessarily feel there's any religious significance to the whole. Um, I'm starting to believe that there's some supernatural significance to the whole. But uh, um, well, like on, 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 well, yeah, the dog part and the, and and the other thing about the the, the beam of the blackness uh, that certainly would lead in that direction. But on the other hand. Things that we don't understand, Mel, seem as magic. Yeah, yeah, they do. And uh, that that's, uh, so, you know, th those are things that I cannot understand, you know, and so I have to say I don't understand it. All know? right, look here. Do you want any help from your representative? In other words, it may be that your state senator or, or your local uh, representative, congressional representative, would help you out, and we could help you out with that, too. In other words, fight power with power. Uh, that's an idea from John in Redding, California, and it's not a bad one necessarily. Well, my local uh, uh, congressperson is Doc Hastings out here, and uh, you know, uh -huh. he, he is one of those guys that you know believes in uh, property rights and so forth, and so that would would be an avenue. Again, you know, this is this is an opportunity for me to gain as much information as you know I'm also disseminating, and uh, you know I'm I'm going to have to make a decision. You know, I, I, when I go in one direction or go in another direction, uh, that will be it. You know, there's not going to be a point where I could take it back. All right, well, here's another one for you to consider. I've got connections at Strange Universe, Hard Copy, all those kinds of shows. Uh, I could have those people in contact with you in two seconds flat, Mel. Once you decide which way you want to go, um, I, believe me, I can have either media power or uh, a government power uh, representation uh, to help you out here. Uh, yeah, again, I'm going to have to, the main thing I have to do is decide, is this tantalizing enough for me to, to move forward and, uh, you know, say, well, I want to claim this as my own, I want to, I want to deal with it on my own basis, yeah. uh, do I want to get out of it, uh, you know, do I want to get into trouble, I mean, you know, these, these are the considerations that I have here. All right, here's somebody saying, what about your local sheriff? Now... That is an idea. They're usually pretty friendly guys. Do you have a good local sheriff? Uh, we we have a local police department here, and then uh, we have a sheriff sheriff's department. But in ter and and they're all great. They're all wonderful people. I mean, they're every every last one of them is a great guy. Uh, but I don't know. I, I don't even know how I would approach this here. You know, my property is being illegally used. You know, by uh, there's by no the question about it. No question about it. And you have the deed, right? You can prove this. Oh, I, I can. I can prove it's my property. I, I what what I what I don't know is 
you know, how can the government use your property? At what point do they develop an authority to use your property? You know, let's say a plane crashed there, which is what I was told. Well, then they'd have a right to, uh, you know, salvage the plane, do whatever they're going to do. All right. And, and, Let me and they read... would establish a right to it. All right. Here's Daryl in Rancho Mirage who says, Kidding aside, Mel's Hole, if in fact he is sitting on top of an access point to an extraordinary depth, he's also right on top of a whole bunch of trouble. The potential military scientific significance can go as deep as one's imagination allows. One thing is for sure. The government doesn't have this kind of response uh, uh, to retrieve an old refrigerator. I think Mel better get an attorney, presto, if he doesn't have one already. Remember, if they accuse him of a drug-related violation, they can reco that property in a flash. That, that, is, that is exactly what I believe. And, again, I have something on the property. I have an old parlor trailer out there that's been gutted. And it's where I do a lot of the work I do with the uh, the plants they have. And, you know, I have solvents there. I have alcohol there. I have uh, drying uh, equipment out there. And, um, you know, it it, uh, you know, it, would, it would take them 30 seconds to, to make it look like, a you know, a methamphetamine lab or whatever it is. I mean, it, it just, you know, it, it's already my lab. I mean, that's where I do my work. I hear you. All right. First time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. 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 Where are you? Hello, I'm calling from Reno, Nevada. Reno, okay. Speak up good and loud for us, huh? Okay. Uh, Art, I'm sorry, but I just feel like you've got somebody there that's uh, uh, got quite an imagination. Well, you're talking to him, so I mean, I, I've, I've just said the same thing to him. Uh, some of the faxes that I've been receiving are saying that, obviously, people don't believe. I, I, I just hope that you don't get all wound up in this. Well, I, look, I get wound up in all kinds of things, dear. I'm not going to stop. That's what I do. Don't uh, worry about me. Oh, okay. Well, uh, I was just... Uh, but, I mean, if you, if you doubt some part of Mel's story, go ahead and say so to Mel. He's here. Mel, I, uh, I think that you're looking for some kind of notoriety for some reason, and uh, I think that you think everybody is pretty gullible that uh, is listening to Art Bell's program. And that you're uh, taking unfair advantage of him. All right, you've got to remember, dear. I called him. Uh, but didn't he originally uh, fax me? You yes, for he help? did. Uh, well, uh, he faxed me with information. I read, as a matter of fact, I read the fax at the beginning of the program uh, with Mel tonight, and uh, I read it over the air. So uh, the, the, he didn't anticipate that I would call him. Didn't ask me to call him, and I had to look up at the top of the fax to get the uh, fax ID to call him. So. Um, that's the truth of the matter. Um, I have no way of knowing, of course, whether Mel's weaving us a story or not, uh, except his word, and uh, I can't imagine why why he'd lie. I, I to be honest with you, and um, you know, since you're from Reno, and uh, the, the main, if I wanted to be on the air talking about something, I'd much rather talk about my work with uh, uh, Indian herbal remedies. Uh, that would be the thing that I would be preferred to be talking about uh, it just so happens that the uh, materials I'm working from are from northern Nevada from uh, your local Indians out there and they're the ones that uh, have provided me with the line of research that I'm doing I have you know this whole thing is secondary you know but if, if I had a topic I really want to speak about it would be that, that would be huh? it. all right I understand all right uh, east of the Rockies you are on the air with Mel hello Will, W-T-D-Y, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, yes, fellas. Hi. Allegedly Hi. Zionists, allegedly anti-religion Zionists, 
with billions of U.S. dollars profits. What does this have to do with makers and currency future derivatives markets? All right. Well, I don't know where he's he's always going all, all over the place where it has nothing to do with our topic. Uh, first time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Hi, this is Flo from Vancouver, BC. Yeah, hi there. Um, I just think your last caller, the female caller, must have a wild imagination herself. But um, I have two questions here. Number one, has he called a psychic by any chance? Or well, listened to a, that? You know, that is a thought. I mean, it's... It... Look, when uh, after, after you know, if I decide, you know, to basically take the money and run, yeah, yeah. I still want to know what's down there. Okay. I, want, I want some mechanism to know. I mean, my original line of inquiry really was, is this the deepest hole around? I mean, that, that was my original um, uh, question I put forward. And, uh, yeah. you know, I think I got an answer to that. But now I'd like to know, what the heck is this thing? <laughs> no, so that, that's where okay. I'm coming from now. And, and one way or another, I mean, I'm, I think I'm at the point where I'm open up. Op, uh, my, my beliefs are such that if we had a psychic look at it, a remote viewer, I don't, whatever, Mm-hmm. That I would be willing to accept, you know, what they have to say about this. Mm-hmm. You know, if they they looked into it and saw what was at the bottom or what was going on over there, mm-hmm. uh, I think at this point I can accept that. Boy, I I tell you what, I've had to accept in the last couple of days here. I can accept anything <laughs> at this point. All right, thank yeah, you. I know a really good psychic, and I'm I know I'm going to be asking her tomorrow. All right, thank you, dear. Um, can I ask a second question? Yeah, go ahead. Okay, um, what does he think the odds are of someone going ahead and finding out who he is and? Calling the media and well, we've got look, we've had his we've had his full name on the air for one thing. Yeah, I noticed. All right, uh, so Mel, what do you think the odds are that somebody will? I mean, obviously, as a result of the first broadcast, look what's happened. So uh, the media may descend on you, Mel. They very well could, and and as the guy said at the uh, at the road here, it says we already know where you're at. So, well, what are you going to do if the media? I mean, suppose tomorrow KOMO or um, one of the big Seattle uh, broadcasters comes to you uh, and says, "Look, we got a camera crew. We'll, we'll tell us where the property is. We want to go out and investigate." I, I suppose that if, if they wanted to go there, I would lead them to the uh, to the uh, access road there and say, "Here, I'm out of here. You, know, you take a look. You, you talk to these guys here. You find out what's going on, and uh, you know, and then I'll watch it on the news tonight. <laughs> but uh, you won't you won't find me anywhere near that." I hear you. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Yes, yeah, sir. This is the Skip in Sacramento, KSTE. Yes. A couple things for you, sir. The hole that he is talking about, his 80,000 feet, comes up to 15.15 miles deep. Sounds right. The uh, Mohorovistic discontinuity he's talking about came in the International Geophysical Year. I believe that was back in the early 80s. Maybe even the 50s, I'm getting so let mm-hmm. remember now. It's called Iggy, the International Geophysical Year, where all the world population took part, checking the depth of the, uh, the, uh, uh, the shelf underneath the oceans and the molten mass down to the core and so on, how deep it was. There was a discontinuity. It wasn't even, and that's why it's called a discontinuity. It was mm-hmm. named after this fellow, Mohorovistic. Exactly. Your uh, glue stuff you know, was developed for surgery for smashed spleens and kidneys. It made to glue skin better than anything else. Yeah, well, trust me, it works real well, sir. Thank you very much. It even glues carts into rocks. I, I don't want to talk about it. First time caller line, you're on the air with Mel. Hello. Oh, I think we just missed him. Wild card line, you're on the air with Mel. Good morning. Hi, Art and Mel. Hi. Hey, hello. Aaron Collins from Reno. Yes, sir. Um, Good. I have a, a couple of questions and a comment. Mel, just... 
I don't know if anybody's asked you yet, but have you ever seen a UFO out around in that area on your property? No, good question. You know, out, out here, um, you're, you're liable to see all sorts of things, and I myself have not seen anything personally. I mean, this is this is one of those areas that uh, can get pretty remote in a hurry. Um, you know, uh, Ellensburg is like 30 miles away on either side from the nearest town. Matter, that, matter, of, fact, matter of fact, Mel, uh, I've got a lot of uh, confirmation of that, faxes and phone calls, people saying it is a very weird area. Yeah. And uh, they've heard stories there about holes. So, you know, this is not that far out. A lot of people are saying, yes, there's a lot of weird stuff going on in that area. West of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. That's uh, Fred from Sitka. Sitka, Alaska. Alaska, all right. Yeah, and uh, just like to say that, uh, geez, I thought the, the days of uh, you'll just disappear ended with the Reagan administration and uh, Art. Um, very disappointed that you will not be coming to Sitka on your on your Alaska cruise. Well, you're going to be missing out there. We're hitting quite a few cities, sir, but uh, Sitka is not one of them. Uh, sorry about that. East of the Rockies, you're on the air with Mel. Uh, this is Paul in Kansas City, and I want to tell Mel that I believe him entirely, and um, and I think that Jerry Spence idea is a great idea, and it's probably a good story for Linda Moulton Hal to go check out. I've already uh, given it to Linda, as a matter of fact. Oh, that's great. And um, I, th I think if he's told over 10 million people on the air that uh, he's been threatened, that they're going to falsely accuse him of uh, having a drug farm out there or something, and he got a really good lawyer like Jerry Spence, they would never be able to follow through on that especially if he had a bunch of media attention like Strange Universe and stuff out there. Well, that was another idea. There's a whole bunch of ideas here on the table. Yeah, I think that I really think he should go for it, and I totally disagree with that lady who thinks he just wants attention. All right, well, I appreciate the call. Thank you. Uh, I did call Mel, folks. That's the truth. Yeah, he faxed me, but I'm the guy who dug out the number and called him. He didn't really want to go on the air, uh, for the record. Wild card line, you're on the air. Finally, I got through. Hello, Art. Hello, Mel. How Hello. are you? Okay. Uh, Mel. Yes. Uh, now with this hole and these people who are on your land, you have to understand they are listening to this radio program right now. I'm sure. I'm absolutely certain. Of and you also have to understand these are military spooks. They are doing whatever they're doing right now. And anything that you do through the standard channels, like uh, you know, getting a lawyer or uh, or, or anything along those lines is going to serve only as a delay tactic. I would suggest to you that you do some research. If it was a plane crash, there has there is radar coverage of that area, I'm certain. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. There would be a record of it somewhere. Well, unless if the if it's uh, if it's an air if it's an airplane crash, where's the NTSB? Well, if it's, sir, if wait if a minute. A, hold on, hold on. Look, I live out here in Nevada and I can tell you because there's been some experimental planes that have crashed out here. And A, it does not get into the media. B, the military uh, cordons off the entire area. And trust me, you don't get anywhere near it. I know personally that's true. All you need to do is contact uh, one of the aircraft, uh, one of the air traffic controllers for the area, and find out if there's any record of anything in that area at that time. You can also uh, find out. I mean, if it's an air crash. Where's the NTSB? If it has anything to do with drugs, where's the DEA or the uh, drug task force for that area, whatever it might be called? Uh, if there is 
anything to do with anything else as far as uh, the, the geological properties of the area, you can find all this information out from USGS. You can get satellite photos and infrared. You can get uh, anything you want. Yeah, these are all good ideas, um, although I think the plane crash story is an obvious falsehood. It's a lie. And, it, you know, Mel, again, they told you, look, they could find a drug lab there. So the plane crash story was obviously a cover, and the story about the lab was obviously a threat. Yeah. Uh, plain and simple. So, my friend, I don't know what you're going to do now. Uh and I, I guess I'm you gonna, don't know. I'm going to think about it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to think about. It. I'm going to call the uh, realtor tomorrow for one and ask him. Uh, uh, I would prefer not to talk to him, but talk to someone. You know, I would ask him too. Who is making the offer? You have you. They have yeah. to tell you who's making the offer. Sure. Well, you see, this this property is not for sale. I mean, I, I don't have a listing out there. So well, I'm yeah, approached. but you you can make an offer on anything though. Uh, I suppose you could. <laughs> yeah, you can get a realtor and uh, uh, make an offer, and, and they will come and uh, give you that offer. So, look, I don't know what else to say or do, Mel. Well, if there's any way I can help you, if there's any media contacts or political contacts I can supply you with that will help when you decide what you're going to do, come to me. If yeah. there are any significant further developments that you want, or you get some neighbors who want to come on the mm -hmm. air, I'll put them on. If you get any drawings, I'll put them up on the website. I'll do whatever I can do to help you. And I, I feel a little guilty about having solicited you on the air in the first place and causing all this. Well, look, I'm, you know, I'm pretty rattled about this, I have to say. And uh, I'm usually a bit more articulate than I have been. And uh, you know, I, I apologize for that. This look, is people really are... stressful uh, yeah. Situation. No, I understand. People are just nasty, Mel. That's that, all. No, that, that that's that's fine. And and I generally find that usually the uh, uh, people that are most well spoken are generally the ones that you really have to watch out for. You know. And, uh, I know. I, I think uh, you know that's always a good thing to bear in mind. And so, uh, um, you know, I I got some thinking to do about this art, and I. Um, you know, I appreciate everything that everyone has said. I, I think overall, I think I've moved forward in this in terms of, you know, actually being able to resolve this within my mind. And I think for that, it was good. Uh, quite honestly, your involvement with this may not, uh, you know, it, it may be happening now because of your involvement, but it may be happen could be happening a year from now without your involvement. Yeah, and everybody out there ought to, ought to consider you know, something so like this could happen to anybody. Ten million people, or how many How many are out there, they know about this. Uh, Mel, we're out of time. Stay in touch, my friend. Uh, I'll, I'll keep in touch. All right, take care. That's Mel and the story of Mel's Hole, and that's the latest. When there's more, you'll hear about it right here. This is CBC. stories ever told was told on this program. Um, how long ago was it? God, you know, I don't even remember now. About a hole in the ground that had no end or no end that anybody could find. It was a damnedest story you ever heard in your whole life. Anybody remember Mel's Hole? 
Well, guess who I've got on the line, I think. Mel. Mel, is it you? It is him. Is Mel, I? I can't believe it, Mel. Yes, indeed. Listen, brother, I just spent an hour red-faced, uh, embarrassed, because I thought the Blair Witch Project was real. And I really thought it was real, Mel. I, mm. you know, I really thought it was real. I mean, I, I've, got a, I've still got the hook in my mouth here. And so I guess the first question I ought to ask you is, how, how long ago, Mel, did we do the shows that we did? Oh, gosh, this must have been about, I'm going to say, 97. 97. Uh, well, it was one of the greatest stories, no doubt, ever told. In fact, it spurred all kinds of things. Television crews went up to Ellensburg, Washington. I know it. I know it. I, I, uh, I heard many things. And uh, So I must uh, begin by asking you, before I go forward, any further with you tonight at all, Mel, uh, is this, is Mel's Hole, the story of Mel's Hole, another Blair Witch Project? I will not drop any bombshells on you in regards to this being the Blair Witch Project. This is not the Blair Witch Project. Real as a heart. My life. This is my property. Uh, I may end up telling you things that will maybe, I hadn't seen, I haven't seen the Blair Witch Project. I, uh, so I, I don't know anything about that, but I will say that uh, I can tell you some pretty scary things. Too. I, I know you can. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, all right, so anyway, I just wanted to get that out of the way right. here at the beginning before my face goes. Oh, no, no, this is not not that. All right, well, back back in 97, I, I forget, did I, get a, did I get like a fax from you? I, I, I sent you a fax way back then. Is that how it began? And ba Basically... Uh, I, I, I was just curious about this hole on my property, is, you know, and uh, I knew with your big audience that uh, somebody might be able to return some information to me. Um, you, you know, I tried to do a little research on the depth of various holes and so forth, and mines and all of those sort of things. And uh, well, uh, all right, and, and so I was basically uh, picking your audience's brain is what I was doing at the time. Well, we were picking yours. Uh, it's the damnedest story I ever heard. Let's, uh, radio, you have time. Let's tell a lot of the audience, you know, would not have been around then and would not have ever heard this story. And I've never heard one like it in my life. So if you would. Uh, oh, sure. I, I'll, uh, I'll re recap. Uh, uh, especially after all these years, it'll be good to see if your story now fits your story then. Okay, well, sure, sure. <laughs> well, basically, basically uh, this all started. I sent uh, artifacts, and, uh, uh, you know, I uh, had, had I had this property or had this property. Well, we're going to get into that later on. But, but you uh, owned the property at the time, right? Yeah, it was, it was, it was actually my wife's property. But, okay, was, uh, it, was it empty property, ostensibly? Uh, no, we, we, we had a, uh, uh, some outbuildings on there, a couple of trailers. Uh, it was... Uh, uh, really uh, uh, unimproved land, but uh, while while uh, while I could, I was living there, and mm -hmm. it was really uh, I left the property. Uh, okay, so you you lived in a trailer on the property? Yeah. yeah. Okay, and then there were, were there was another trailer or two on the property. Of the yeah, there, there was there were there were several out several. out buildings out there, and I had uh, basically was doing a lot of research in various Indian 
herbal medicine and so forth. I grew yeah, various. Yeah, I remember things. that. There, I remember yeah. that. I remember that. And, and that that was that was that was my thing. That and uh, actually, I spe- used to spend a lot of time uh, uh, going to Nevada, uh, dealing with the various bands of Indians down there because they're the herbs that they use are the ones that I've been researching and. Uh, we might talk a little bit about that too at some point, sure. Time, because I think you might find that interesting as well. All right, now the it location, is. the location of this um, uh, is it's, near it's, Ellensburg. It's on the Manastash Ridge, which is uh, a little bit south of uh, Ellensburg, uh, but it's uh, the prominent uh, mountains surrounding uh, the Ellensburg area there. Ellensburg okay. is a little town, basically in the center of Washington State, it's, right. Uh, right off of I-90. Right. And uh, it's a How very long? nice old place. But, yeah, I hear you. How long had you been living there? Oh, we, we'd been there for several years. Several and, uh, years. I'd uh, married this woman in Ellensburg, and uh, uh, you know we lived there for a while, and then we kind of gotten got broken up. <laughs> well, at the time that you faxed me. You simply said, I, I, I don't even remember the facts now, but you said you, there, there was a hole on your property. Yeah. Into which, um, I guess for years, people had been dumping stuff. Oh, I, absolutely. And, and, I, and one, one of the things I didn't tell you about, uh, one of the things that regularly was dumped in the hole, was a little Mexican fellow used to come around about once a week yeah. with like a big steak bed truck full of tires that he used to dump in there, and the guy used to pick them up at the various uh, used tire places, and I guess, you know, it costs money to dispose of tires, right? Oh, well, I guess. Oh, yeah, it yeah. does, because they have these big uh, yards where they have these tire fires by mistake. Uh-huh. Well, I don't know. He'd pick them up from, you know, wherever had them, you know, if they were too bald to be used as retreads or whatever, this guy, little Mexican guy, uh, would pick them up and bring them over and... Uh, he mu- he must have dumped like thousands and thousands of uh, tires. Tires. Now into let's it. describe the hole. Was the hole just a hole in the ground, or was it, it a well? Well, well, I, I, you know, you know, from if you looked at it, uh, you know, if, if you were walking up to it, you'd say, "Huh, oh, this is kind of an interesting looking well." What it what it was is about nine feet across. Uh, nine feet across. And there was uh, stonework around it, and I don't know when the stonework got put into it, but it was sort of. Uh, it was round then. Yes, it was. It was uh, perfectly round. And you're saying it was not a nine feet in diameter. The, the diameter of it was nine feet. And wow. what, what I did is I built a uh, metal cover for the top, so uh, when it wasn't being used as uh, oh, a garbage disposal, for lack of a better term, huh. uh, it was it was covered up because I didn't want any uh, problems. You know, people falling into it, kids falling into it, uh, whatever. You know, I was. Uh, oh yeah, you'd be charged with some <laughs> crime or something. Well, well, yeah, it. it I, I, I begin to wonder now if they would have ever been heard from again if it had gone into it. But, I don't uh, think so. You just hear a scream disappearing. Yeah, just kind of going on into infinity. Uh, but I'd, uh, I'd written to you, and I said, I said uh, I've basically let like 80,000 feet worth of uh, monofilament fishing line. You know, that kind well, of yeah, stuff. but there's, there's even more before that. I mean, you said that people were throwing like dead cows in oh, there. Oh, yeah, cow, the, the cows. I, I used to love, one of my favorite things to chuck in there was uh, like television tubes. Man, I'd, I'd throw television tubes, <laughs> the, the picture tube down there. And if you, and it was big enough so you could drop it. In other words, the whole, I take it for as far as one could see or hear, went straight down. It must have. I, I would... If I would uh, 
hold something over like towards the center of the hole. I couldn't go all the way to the center because you know going by nine feet across that's more than four feet four and a half feet across but sure if i if I held something out like the size of a uh a uh, picture tube, you know, 19-inch picture tube from an old TV set, and drop that in there. I would never hear it hit anything. It would just fall and fall and, and fall, fall and fall. And that's what made me curious: is that how come? You know, I mean, you know, I didn't hear a splash, I no crash, hear, no crashing, no. Uh, you know, I mean, I could hear something if I didn't get things like dead center there. You know, and if it spun and if it you know, would hit the center. sides, yeah. But then eventually that sound would give up too. So, you know. by the way, going back, do you have any idea? What this hole originally was? Was it anything? Was it something that anybody dug, do you think? Was it something that well, was naturally always there? Or what do you think it was? As, as, far, as far as I can determine, and uh, you know, everyone that I had uh, spoken with said so that that hole has always been associated with that property. Uh, one, uh, one person uh, that I talked to says, well, as far as we know, the hole there, uh, you know, and your property's been there as long as the uh, uh, the whalebone has been in the tree out there in Ellensburg. We've got a Ellensburg is a strange place. We've got a tree out in Ellensburg yes. on, so, in, on someone's yard. Yes. And there's a whalebone jaw growing out of the tree. What? Yeah, the jaw of a whalebone, and it's like embedded in the tree. Are Are you telling me the truth? Yeah, you can go to. Yeah, in fact, I, you know, uh, I, you know, I was familiar with it because I used to walk the neighborhoods there and see it. You could see the tree, but you could actually go to the uh, Yakima Herald newspaper. Yeah, and you could see a picture of it. How? Look, uh, it, that's Central Washington. Yes, that's not the ocean. Yes, no, the the ocean is a uh, good. Uh, well, uh, the Puget Sound's a good uh, ninety miles away. Ninety miles. <laughs> yeah. So how could there be a whalebone? Growing out of a tree. There you go. There you go. But the whalebone's been there like for a hundred years. You know, and people tell me they, you know, the ones I've talked to, well, your, your hole's been there as long as, I mean, Ellensburg doesn't go back much further than, uh, I'd say, 150 years. 150 years. You know, so, I mean, that, you know, was a town, you know. So and, that uh, hole was probably there long way, before. Way before that. And other people held the property and, uh, you know, I don't know at what point did uh, you know the rockery get built around it, but it's kind of it's kind of nice. You know, it looks nice. So it you're telling nice. me like thousands of tires, refrigerators, oh, oh yeah, even yeah, dead cows, dead, dead, dead animals, uh, dead dogs, uh, you know, whatever. It's like you didn't uh, have to burn trash. Oh no, 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 and 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 uh, you know, we we were kind of we're we're kind of uh, uh, what, what would I what I always say is sort of. Ecologically sensible people there, so we don't really generate a lot of garbage or trash or anything. But the, yes, we we did put our uh, household trash in there if we didn't use it for compost or things like that. You know, if we got you know some right. Uh, so we, yeah, we put we threw a, we threw a lot of stuff in there. So know? after years and years, you finally got, and I understand, incredibly curious about how deep this damn thing really was. It, it was it was just one of those moments that, you know, all of a sudden you say, good good grief, uh, I, I, you know, it's got, i got to get to the bottom of this, right? <laughs> so to speak. And, Unintended, and, yeah. And, and so I used to, uh, when, I, when I lived in California, I used to do uh, uh, a lot of shark fishing, and so I had some of those big old, uh, you know, real-type uh, fishing uh, poles, and so, you know, the first thing I did was empty, uh, oh, it must have been about, oh, 
it could have been about 1,200 yards of fishing line down down there. Cause this what was did you do? Did you take a rod, or I mean, how did you lower? Well, the, yeah, the, 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 fir- the first adventure that I had with this, and this was kind of, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, b- before the obsession began with with with, with uh, finding out more about this, is that I uh, basically sent down into the hole from you know just my uh, big you know shark fishing fishing pole. Yeah. Uh, a, uh, a, a fishing weight. And uh, at the end, next to the fishing weight, I also had a roll of lifesavers. Lifesavers. And the reason I had the lifesavers at the end is that if I hit water, this old old shark fisherman's trick, if I hit water, the lifesavers would melt. Well, sure. Yeah. See, we, we, we used to do that when we go fishing. Yeah, in other words, it would be so far down yeah. that anything else you would put down there, I, I see, would, would, would obviously be dry by the time you got it back up again. Yeah. So, you know, I just... You know, emptied a fishing uh, fishing pole, and then uh, you know when it got to the end of the line, uh, I just let it sit there for a while, and, and uh, you know it takes a little while for a roll of lifesavers to melt. But uh, that's how I would have determined that uh, it was wet down. You know, if it was wet down there, they hit water. So, how much initial line did you have on that first? Uh... It must. It must. You know, I'm I'm going. You know, through uh, trying to trying to remember what these you know uh, big pen reels held, but there was like. A, it must have been about 1,200 yards on there. 1,200 yards? 1,200 yards. So that, that would have been about 36, 3,600 feet at least. That was the first expedition into the hole. So you let it all the way out? That's right. Could you feel at any point like the weight? Of course, I suppose at some point when you've got that much line reeled out, you've got weight, period. But could you still sense the weight at the end of that line as you were oh, 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 yeah. You, 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 at that uh at that distance, you can actually move um, uh, the the line. You could, you know, you can move it, you know, laterally, side to side. Uh, uh, but but it, it was kind of an effort. You can actually, if, if 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 you could actually get a swing to it, but it was really hard. I mean, you you, you think about that. You know, you're trying to swing something that's 3,600 feet. You know, uh, uh, it's difficult. You know. And as you let it down. You didn't feel any uh, turns or twists or no, no twists, no obstruction. The uh, base, basically, I let the uh, I let the li- uh, the line go down freely with the the weight on. I had a one pound fishing weight at the end of this line, and right. basically it went down and down and down and down and down on. You know, it, it's uh, at the same pace basically. Huh. Uh, and so, uh, yeah, that's uh, that that's. At that point there, when I got the line, you know, when I got all the line up there, I looked at my uh, life. You must have been scratching your head saying, how many feet was that again? About 30, that was 3,600. 3,600 feet. I guess there are holes that go down 3,600 feet. I'm not an expert on holes, but. That's a little, that's what, a little bit more than half a mile, right? Yeah. And so I guess there are holes that maybe go that that deep down. That's right. But that is where the story continues. So hold on, Mel. This is Mel of Mel's Hole, back in the U.S. from Australia. But then again, that's another story entirely. You're just beginning to hear this one. So, with a fishing reel, originally, down 3,600 feet, no bottom. But that is not the end of this story. I'm Art Bell. This is Coast to Coast AM. So
After the program we did with Mel and the one we're doing now, I found out quickly that there was an abiding, gigantic fascination for this kind of thing. I mean, people, I guess, I, I don't know exactly what the fascination is. Frankly, I, I really don't know. All I know is I had thousands of emails and faxes from people wanting to know about this hole and telling me, in fact, about other holes. Mel's hole is not the only deep mystery hole in the world, uh, Mel. There are others, and people have told me about them, but yours is quite spectacular, to be sure. Uh, but there's some fascination, uh, and you must have felt it when you got down 3,600 feet. You must have been saying to yourself, what the hell? Well, yeah, at that, at that point there, it became kind of a quest to find out how far this will go down. So I went, uh, basically, when it hit 3,600 feet and came up with dry Lifesaver candies, Right. I said, well, I'm going to need more fishing line than this. And so basically I... Uh, uh, you know, let out the 3,600 feet, let another uh, 3,600 feet in from a similar reel. So down at that point to uh, 36 and 36, that's 7,200 feet. So you're down over, you're like a mile and a half down. Over a mile at that point there. And I was still going, you know, it was still going down. You know, at that point there, the line is still going down. I'm going down, I'm going down. Now, a number of people said after that first show, that after a while, the weight on the end of the line would be insignificant with reference to the weight of the line itself. Uh, yes, and, and in fact, I quite, quite in fact, uh, 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 recall that, and I was curious to about it myself. And the best I could do is, and I wasn't uh, going to bring up uh, all the line I had let down. Uh, at the point that I, uh, uh, we talked about this. Yeah, last. you'd be cranking. Uh... Uh, yeah, I, I, you know, I, I would, I would want to get like a, uh, some sort of motor-driven winch at that point to deal with that. I didn't want sure. to, uh, uh, or, 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 or deal with that. But any, anyway, I, what I did is just uh, attached, uh, looped it around, looped it around. Uh, 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 one of those spring fisherman scales, you know, the kind that you, uh, you know, put in your tackle box there and, you know, kind of try to get a weight on that thing there. And I think when I weighed it, it was like 17, 17, 18, it's, uh, some, somewhere around there, 17, 18 pounds. 17 or 18 pounds. Yeah, I'm not, you know, I don't have this written down, so I don't, re I don't remember exactly, but the, 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 the combined weight of the weight that I had on there plus the weight of all the line that went into the hole, uh, when I had, uh, when I took the final, you know, reading of line, uh, it was about 17, 18 pounds of line down there. And that's that's a lot. When you think about uh, uh, monofilament fishing line, uh, I mean, you know, that, that stuff, when you when you have, like, even if you have a spool of it, it's pretty insignificant stuff. But when you got that much out, out there, it's going to weigh a lot. Oh, well, sure. And, uh, how much, what was the final total of how much you got down there? How oh, I, I got down exactly at the point that I'd given up putting line in there. And when I, when I contacted you, I had 80,000 feet worth of line down in there. 80,000 feet? Zero. And I don't know, that, that translates to like, what, 15 miles worth of line? Oh, my God. Um, 80,000 feet. And, uh, is there any way that you could be sure now, eventually, you did you reel all that back in again? No, no, oh, no, no. I I did not bring that line back up again there. So you never saw the lifesavers uh, from 
that far down? No, no, no. There were lifesavers at the end of it for sure because I just let the assembly go down there. But uh, it was only, you know, it was just because it was already there. But I never never brought it up. Uh, <laughs> not not 80,000 feet worth, no. And and how far down again? I'm sorry, one more time. 80,000 80,000 feet. Yeah. Uh, That's eight zero with three other zeros, 80,000 feet. God, you must have been going out to buy fishing lines. Oh, yeah. Well, I, I would buy it in, in like, uh, uh, the, if, you ever, if you ever go, I don't know if you're a fisherman, Art. But if no, you, I'm not. That's why I'm struggling a little if here. You, if you go to a, 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 a professional fishing uh, uh, store where, you know, fishermen buy their stuff, they sell the line in, uh, uh, the, well, the, the, they have the line there in huge bolts. You know, these things are like about a foot across, and they're big old things there, and they gotcha. they will fill each fisherman's reel from that. I've got you. You know, so... So you so bought the whole boat. I, I, I would buy a bolt of line, is what I did. I said, I'm going to need this much here, you know, and I figured I'll get a good deal on the line by the whole darn thing. <laughs> that, was, that, was, that was my... Uh, my way of doing that. Were you were you telling anybody about this when you were doing this? I mean, oh, oh, the when I was doing that, when I was doing, well, I, I think a couple of people knew that. I, you know, when I went to buy the fishing line, I didn't tell them uh, uh, that I was going to, you know, use this to measure the, the hole on my property. You know, and you know, they don't really care what you're going to do with the fishing line. I mean, you know, it's as far as they know. Yeah, they don't care. That's yeah, right. I mean, you buy fishing, you know, fishing line there. You know, they say, well, you know, you must have a lot of reels to fill. You know, so I think uh, that was the thing there. So. No, I, I didn't have any uh, problem with that. The only the only thing that really different differed at that point uh, in how I, I dealt with the line is that uh, uh, instead of when, when I exhausted the two fishing poles worth of line, I hooked the line up to what is known uh, in fishing as an outrigger, which is kind of like a, a short little fishing pole that you would have. Uh, 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 it was it's like about a foot and a half. Long and uh, right, right. It, it went through that. And I could kind of swivel it over to the side if I needed to, but it didn't. You know, I, I was going. You know, it wasn't like going down to the middle of the hole. It was kind of you know about a foot and a half away from the side, and let it go down from there. So I would let the the line go through the outriggers. Basically, what I did. Um, how could there be a hole? I mean, e even if you had hit bottom, yeah, at eighty thousand feet, how could there be? Well, a let, hole? Let's say it stopped running at fifty thousand feet. You know, I would have, you know, if, it, if the, the line stopped running at 50,000 feet, you know, and I got a reading there at 50,000 feet and it stopped. Yeah. I said, boy, that's a deep hole, 50,000 feet. But 80,000 and no stop. Yeah, it's, it hadn't had stopped at that point. Well, you know, you know I... Uh, had anything ever come out of that hole now? About the... The, 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 for the only thing that we kind of think came out of it is some guy who uh, had a hunting dog that uh, passed away. The dog died. He put the dog in the hole, threw the dog in the hole, and it was it was uh, the belief of several people that the dog came back from the dead. That, uh, and uh, out of the hole? Uh, well, they didn't see it from the hole. They they, they saw the uh, the dog uh, out you know around town and you know in the area and stuff. And so uh, then you're telling me the guy threw his dead, dead dog, dog in the hole. Dead dog and then all. the same dog was seen later That's around. That's right. That's right. In, in fact, there was one other... Uh, uh, well, you know, I always wondered, Mel, you once told me when you die... Yes, yes. You wanted is. to be thrown in I the hole. That, that was in my will, and... Uh, I, that, that's how I wanted my remains to be dealt with. Is, or reverently is, dropped, I guess. It, well, it's, uh, I, I was willing to take that 
uh, journey. You know, I thought it would be a, a, a great, uh, great journey. I, I, I believe when, when I wrote to you, I said that the, the, the hole was kind of uh, uh, my dogs wouldn't go anywhere near it and things like that. It was it, it kind of had a weird feeling. Yeah, well, maybe they knew that another dog got tossed <laughs> well, out. Well, that that could be, but it had, there was a weird, weird uh, just a, 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 an eerie sense about it. And you know, I, I, I thought about that because you know after I talked to you, I said, well, what was uh, and, and, and actually, I would get kind of a, a strange feeling to it. I'm going to kind of describe the feeling to you. All right, please. The sensation that you got there. Have you ever been surprised by the moon? It's like you, you go out, you look out the window, and the moon is up there, and it's just, it's like for a second you don't realize it's the moon. Sure. You get that eerie sense. And then, sure. then, then, then your, 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 uh, uh, your brain puts together that it is the moon? Yeah. Sure, that's happened to everybody. You, you get, but that Thanks. feeling, is like the, you, you get, you got that feeling a, a, a lot around the hole there. Oh. You, that's, you, you, you felt that feeling. It was that kind of feeling that you would have. You get that, that sense that you were constantly surprised by the moon during the day or during the night. It didn't matter if the moon was in, the moon was out, it didn't matter. That was that was the the sensation, and I finally was able to nail it down. It it, it occurred to me, it, and I said, "That's the same feeling I used to get, you know, when I was at my property. It was that strange feeling." Well, uh, you said there was one other thing too that happened with that hole that was unusual, besides the story about the dog. Uh, I'm, 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 there's a lot of unusual things about it. <laughs> there's an un, a specific unusual thing. That, that you know about it. Well, well, the, the one the one thing that uh, it, it was said. Uh, uh, are we talking about the uh, uh, the thing where people would see like the dark black shaft of light coming out of it? No, no. Uh, but tell me about that. Well, that this this was this was uh, this was something again that was told to me, but it was the. Uh, 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 pe- people said that from time to time, what they would see w- when they would look over towards the property, or if they were on my property uh, and looking at that way, they would see like a-, a shaft of the blackest black that they'd ever seen coming out of the hole. coming out of the hole and extending up into the sky. Oh, it was like just the that is weird. Yeah. That that is the uh, that is a totally and and uh, let me ask you this, Mel. It's a pretty wide hole, nine feet. Could you take a real high powered light? Yes, I, I I did I did uh, I did shine lights down there and uh, re- really didn't get very didn't get very far with the uh, uh, the lights that I had. You know, I would I presume you would see the sides of the I, hole I, for I could a while. see that to the side, and I could see where the uh, uh, the rock rock work and the rock work work went down several feet, ran out. And then it was, uh, you know, the, uh, the the masonry work around there, uh, you know, where it was like dirt or rock, rocky below that. But uh, you know, I could see that. You know, I could definitely see that far. But and I, then I, I guess the light would just flat disappear. Yeah, you 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 just you just run out of light. And and I'm not sure if I had one of those huge, you know, 250,000 candle light power. I don't know how far it would have gone down. I've got a six million candle power light. Yeah, I, I, have, I mean, even that would would just poop out. I, I mean, you could, th- those kind of things are cool to like shoot into the sky. 
I, I rather found them useful for pointing at photographers hanging around. Oh, those are, uh, I've had similar uses of Yeah, they take their video cameras and they split, yeah. man. Yeah, they that, that that especially if they have the night uh, vision on, you know. <laughs> <It's>, uh... <laughs> so, so then, um, you were so much of a believer in, I don't know, dare I say, the power of the whole. Yeah. That, yeah. that you wanted to be, you know... Yeah, I, I wanted to. I, I wanted to be. Uh, I wanted to, when when I died, I, my my body was supposed to be put into the hole. And I take it your real reason, if I were to ask you for that, is because of the dog story. Absolutely, absolutely, and and it was just such a strange uh, thing. I, I have you know I have I have talked to people about what the hole actually is. I mean, not not the people that know what it is. But you know, and there I've are there are speculated. People, there are people who know what it is. Oh, absolutely. But uh, you know, I I cannot go to you know the, the people that had my property and say, look, why don't you just fess up there and tell me what it is? They're not going to tell me. So, All right. Um, what happened was that you came on my program. Yes. Maybe your biggest mistake. Uh, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. And told this whole story and innocently. Innocently, that's right, absolutely yeah. innocently. And then it was like the next day, or a couple of days, or how long was it? It was, it was, it was, it was uh, you know, I, I talked the, the day I sent you the facts. Uh, I sent you the facts, and, and then I, you know, I sent the facts, and I believe you read the facts that evening. And then I went out to the property just to think, oh, good grief, I'm going to have a bunch of people down there, you know. Yep. And so I went out there, and then I, I came back home. I was living, I wasn't living at the uh, uh, the property there because. Uh, uh, well, our dwelling unit there got caved in from the snowstorm there. You know, some of these little tin shacks here don't hold up too well when you got two feet of snow on top. So we moved, you know, uh, I had rented an apartment uh, in uh, in Ellensburg. And so, you know, I went back to the apartment that night, and that's when I talked to you. I don't remember. All right. And then it was a day or two or whatever. You went oh, yeah, back, you yeah, went back yeah. to the property. Oh, yeah, yeah. After the, the show. The, the, yeah, what, what happened is that the, the, the it was like the following day, I went a... Uh, you know, uh, I went back to my property, and uh, there were, uh, you know, I don't want to sound sound like I'm a lunatic here, but there was like uh, uh, armed people on my property. I, I couldn't get in. There was barricades there. There was already a whole bunch of uh, a yellow gear. Your, uh, you know, your earth moving equipment was at my property. Oh yes. And uh, I was basically told that there was uh, an airplane accident there. An airplane crashed on the property, and that uh, you know I couldn't go in there. And uh, um, you told them it was your property. Oh yeah, yes. In fact, I think they knew it was my property. I mean, I, there was you know there was no no uh, you know I mean there was you know I let them know this is this is my property. So well you know we're gonna have to you know we have to deal with the situation. Well, I didn't see any smoke. I didn't see any. Evidence of a plane crash or anything, but they were not going to let me onto my property. Yeah, you know, so I decided, well, I'm going to go back uh, back to town. At that point, there, you know, it's okay. This this stuff is going on, and I believe I uh, I had talked to you again at that point there, and we we decided. You did. I remember you called me that night, and you said, "My God, there's armed people up there, and they won't let me in." That's exactly it. Okay. And and so again, all all this time here, you know, what I have is a, a. you know, a situation where my property was uh, taken over, and uh, why they were out there? How come? How come they chose to go to my particular property that they knew was there? I, 
Well, I obvious. No... Uh, there's only one answer. Yeah. And it's that you were on this program that's, talking about that, it. I mean, that's, that's right. But, it, you know, for someone to, to have that incredible level of uh, mobilization, curiosity, wherewithal, and all these things here to deal with, you know, to deal with that. You know what I'm saying? It's like this is a big production. Well, they wanted this property. Maybe, maybe a whole of this kind justifies that kind of big production. I mean, maybe there's something. Well, I can imagine there's something really unusual, special. That there has to have some properties that uh, they, someone was highly interested in that they they thought was very valuable to have and that they had to have. That makes sense, doesn't it? They, to you, meaning the government. That's were, right. Were these? Government employees. I, I, I had think? at the property. I had both civilian and, and military people that were there. Yeah, that would figure. But I got to tell you something. I mean, I've, you know, I was I was in the army many many years ago, and I you know I know what a green you know uh, uh, uniform looks like, and uh, uh, you know, and the fatigues and so forth. But I got to tell you something. I, when I'm thinking about it, there, I couldn't tell you which army they were. <laughs> Which army? Yeah, I mean, I, you know, all I knew is they were in military uniforms. Okay, armed. I, I couldn't. Then, I couldn't tell you if they were U.S. I couldn't tell you if they were German. I did they have, what they were. Mel, did they have sidearms? Did they have? Uh, they all had weapons. Everyone there had weapons, um, as well as like semi-automatic weapons or automatic exactly. weapons. Exactly. From what really? I could tell, these were. They also had fully automatic weapons. Fully automatic weapons. Yes. Well. That's really intimidating. I, I've been in countries where I've encountered people with fully automatic weapons who frowned at me, and I didn't like it. Uh, you went to Israel. You you, you you got used to seeing people... Everywhere you go, everywhere there's guns you in go. Israel. That's right. Um, As you bet. Hold, Mel, hold on. We'll be I'll right be back. Here. This is Coast to Coast AM. For Mel's whole fame, and um, Mel, somebody just sent me a really interesting fax. Okay. Uh, somebody named Scarlett. <laughs> it says, uh, "How far is Mel's hole from the place where Doctor Reed has had his encounter with the alien?" I wonder, uh, <laughs> you know, and that never hit me until I just got this fax. They are similar areas, I think. Uh, in, indeed. Uh, also. Um, uh, not far from um, where my property was. Uh, well, I mean, relatively speaking, is where they found uh, Kennewick Man. Kennewick Man, yes, right. Mm-hmm. Along the so that is a, that's a very unusual area up there. Uh, yeah, I was uh, uh, t- talking with my uh, nephew uh, about how how peculiar uh, Ellensburg is. I mean, it's a little town, about twelve thousand people, half of them college students, actually more than half of them. College students, you know, so you basically got about six thousand locals there. Uh, pretty small place. Uh, uh, All right. right, All right. Let me stop you. And when you and I last spoke, yes, um, you, your encounter with those strange folks up there. You had another encounter with them, and they made you an offer you couldn't refuse. Yeah, yeah. Well, first they intimidated the hell out of me because basically they said, "Look, you know." Uh, 
uh, one of the civilian fellows there said, hey, we, you know, we could find a drug lab out here and we could put you out of business in a hurry. You know what oh, I'm talking that's about? that's right. I remember, yes. I and remember. Uh, for, for all intents and purposes, it sure as heck could have looked like I had a drug lab out there. I had a lot of uh, strange uh, non-native plants growing there, none of them, uh, I, I have to say, of uh, narcotic uh, nature. These are just your typical desert, uh, high desert type plants. Uh, and uh, they basically uh, said, hey, we could shut you down and, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about all of this. Uh, ultimately, they did make me an offer that I could not refuse, and I will tell you the offer that they made me. Uh, and it had to do with going to Australia, and I needed money to go to Australia, and I wanted to continue my research in uh, uh, medicinal plants. And so uh, we put together a very interesting package and a very interesting lease on the land this party. Well, as a matter of fact, you told, oh, no, did you tell me you were going to Australia? Yes, you did. Yes. Yeah, you told me that they had made you an offer for the land, essentially, yes. which was going to be, if I recall correctly, leasing it in perpetuity. In perpetuity, in other words, forever or for your life anyway. That's exactly. And so then you were off to Australia yep. with a, a parcel of money. They, they, I'll tell you, they basically gave me a quarter of a million dollars a month for oh, the property. A quarter of a million dollars a month, my God. And so you were, and I know you were in Australia because mm -hmm. you sent me oh, absolutely. a number of emails, which I, I did mention to my audience, uh -huh. from Australia. I mean, yeah. there was no question where, where it was from. It was oh, from no, Australia. No, no, I was, I, was, I, was, I was set up in Australia. I had a... a I, I actually, for a, a good while, lived out there in Perth, which I loved living in Perth. In Perth? Oh, it's wonderful out there. I loved Australia. Oh, Well, I, I, I thought, here's Mel, gone to Australia. I had no idea you were getting that much money. Set, oh. Obviously set for life. Oh, oh I'll, I'll tell you, it, it, it was great. I, uh, I built some facilities out there in the, uh, near, off the outback, basically, where I can uh, uh, grow the various plants that I had was allowed to bring with me and cultivate them over there and uh we also did uh, a fair amount of uh wombat rescue out there which was very gratifying and wombat actually, rescue yeah yeah they're, they're they're native marsupials out there kind of uh uh good sized uh, uh critter out there but a lot of them have become were becoming endangered and i can tell you this right now the wombats now and i i do believe uh to to uh, some degree with the, with the work that I'd done out there, they're making a comeback out there. Well, well that's that wonderful on that you've been back. But, but, Mel, what the hell happened? Uh, in other words, here you were in Australia with yeah. all this money, and now you're back here and you've fallen on hard times. Well, well let, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll tell you, I'll tell you they, I accepted their offer as I could. Uh, uh, I was basically, uh, uh, you know, I was to leave town. I left town. I uh, was actually told to leave my car and wait at the um, uh, the rest stop. Uh, one of those, you know, where you get off the road outside of Ellensburg, and I was taken to the airport, and then taken to San Francisco, and then taken to Australia. And so I had left the country. I take, had my two dogs with me, and we. They wanted to be damn sure you were going to Australia. I, I took, yeah, I, I took, I took my dogs. I was set up there. I had already had the. Uh, there was an account already set up for me. The uh, all. The, the complex paperwork that was involved in, uh, um, you know, moving, you know, moving as a resident to Australia was all taken care of for me. I mean, it was piece of cake. They they'd made the arrangements, and so there was some uh, cooperation on the Australian government's part. Holy smokes! 
Uh, I know they can do this kind of thing, but I mean, yeah. it, it tells you how important this hole yeah, must they, be. They, they, they were they were ba- basically willing to give me uh, uh, three million dollars a year for the for the use of the property, and uh, you know, uh, ba- basically uh, non disclosure on certain aspects. And uh, uh, you know, I I can only disclose as much as I can disclose, and there's a lot of things I don't know. Well, you know, listen, I, I can sympathize with that. Take the money and run. Hell yes. Hey, you know, to, to me, it was fine. I got On the one hand, you got the guys with the automatic weapons. And yeah, on the other yeah. hand, you got the guys with the money and the ticket. Yeah. Yeah, so not, I... Uh, not a I, hard choice. No, no. I, 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 uh, 99 of 100 uh, people in the same situation would take it. You know, I, I do And believe. I don't blame you for one second. And so you went to Australia. Oh, it was wonderful. I, I, I loved it. I did a lot of good work out there. Yeah, I, but uh, what happened? What okay. happened, Mel? I mean, well, 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 a, a number, a number of things happened there, and I, I'll tell you one of the things was I did continue my work with uh, the herbs. I uh, uh, had some incredible successes out there with some of the things that I'd actually. Uh, uh, I'm going to go out on a limb on this, but some of the things that I had imported from my property out there uh, to Australia. Oh, we, they usually don't there. like that stuff. Pardon? They usually don't like that stuff. No, but uh, we we had, we had found some uh, some of the plants that I had grown out there had some very remarkable properties, and uh, you think that would have anything to do with the area where they were originally? That, absolutely, that near the hole. Absolutely, because I've had other plants there that were not native to the, the whole property that did not have similar results. So I know that huh. the growing in proximity. Of the hole, and we did a lot of we did a lot of cultivation there. I grew a lot of that. The, one of one of the reasons for being where I was in in, uh, in central Washington was the type of climate that was there was very conducive to to growing the various things I did. And, uh, right. Uh, I try to find similar conditions out there in Australia as well. Yeah, but when I say Mel, what happened? I mean, how did you go from being relatively rich and well off in Australia? Now you're back here, not I'm well off. I'm what? back here, and as as as, as you recall, uh, I was to make an appearance on the show, I believe. Yeah, that's, that's right. You sent me a uh, use. Right. I told you I was going to be in town. We got in touch, and I actually talked to you here from the States. I, I promoted. I, I yeah. said, I, Mel's got a hold of me. He's in the States. He's going to come on the show. And then, of course, you were a no-show. Well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to relate to you the chain chain of events that occurred. Please. From the day that I was supposed to appear on the show, right, as much as I can remember, and bring it up to date till now. All right. Okay. On the day that uh, I was going to be on the show, I uh, helped my nephew move from his apartment. Right. We got him a place down in uh, the Olympia area. Right. And so you know, we moved him down there and all of that, and. Uh, uh, we got him down here, and then I was going to uh, basically uh, we had to return the truck back to uh, the Tacoma area. So we got him all settled here. I got uh, up to Tacoma, returned the truck, and I was going to take the bus down to Olympia. Just take the transit. There's a bus that runs from Tacoma to Olympia. So right. I got on the bus and riding down there, and I got uh, on the bus, and there was uh, an altercation on the bus. There was fighting. There was Commotion going on. Uh, anyway, we pulled into the, uh, and some of you listeners might actually remember this, but we, uh, we, if they were on the bus, or they might have heard of it. 
But we pulled into the five hall park and ride, and uh, uh, some apparent transit people got on the bus, and they wanted to ask questions about uh, uh, what happened on the bus. Yeah. And uh, you know, and uh, you know, I got off the bus, and I said I'd talk to these guys here, but I have to get them back. I have to get back to Olympia here because they're going to do all of this here, and. Uh, um, and so they said, "That's no problem. We're gonna, you know, we'll, you know, we've got the uh, transit bus here. We'll just take you back to Olympia." Mm-hmm. And I says, "Okay." And that's the last thing I remember. The last thing you remember? About uh, what do you mean? Was it about twelve days later? I found myself in San Francisco. Somebody hit you. Did what did you? Give I have you no name. idea at that point. I found myself in San Francisco in a pretty rough part of town in an alley. These bums were basically trying to wake me up. Holy mackerel. They were trying to get me to sing. I remember this. Uh, they were trying to get me to sing On the Road Again because I sort of looked like Willie Nelson. <laughs> and uh, you, Mel, you know, are you sure? This is exactly what happened. And you lost how many days? Twelve days. From an altercation on a bus. That's I was I was I was told that they wanted to talk to me about it and they were willing to uh, take me back to Olympia from there. So you know I got onto the uh, little little transit van. That's the last thing I remember. So twelve days gone when you uh, God knows what were knocked out or kept in some kind of coma or when, when I when I woke up. There, you know, I, I had nothing on me. I had no identification. I had no wallet. I had no keys. I had the clothes I had when I, you know, moving. They were still as grubby and filthy as, you know, after you get after you move, you get all grubby and filthy. Yeah. I was in my clothes. I oriented myself down there. I looked around. I noticed there was pain in my arm. I rolled up my sleeve. It looked like. Uh, I'm looking at my my elbow now. Here, it looked like. Uh, what would you say? Uh, an IV was taped to my skin. Yeah. There was still the residue of tape. Oh, on my man. arms. Yeah, I understand. Uh, I so obviously and, somebody kept you out for twelve days for some and, reason. And it, and I you listened to the first part of your show, and you know you're talking about teeth. Yeah. All of my back teeth have been removed. What? I have no back teeth. You have no back teeth? None. You don't mean like... Uh, no molars, no wisdom You're not talking teeth. about wisdom teeth. You're talking about... None. No back teeth. None on top, Why none on hell? bottom. Why would they take your teeth I out? have no idea, Art. The The next thing I have, I, I, I got in touch with my nephew. I said, look, I'm down here. He gets me a... Uh, a Greyhound ticket to pick up at the bus station over there. Get on the bus. And you I, were broke. I had nothing. Nothing. I had nothing. You know, I mean that that was it. I, I had no. You know, he, he gets me on the bus. I take the bus back. You know, and uh, you know he he told me he was just absolutely frantic. You know, because I'd uh, you know I'd called him collect from down there. And I was just, frantic too. I, yeah. I couldn't figure out what happened to you. So. What, what happened is there I am, you know, it look, looked like something had occurred to me there. I had uh, had no teeth there. I have no idea why I have no teeth in the back. I have front teeth. Well, uh, were there were there scars where your 
he had been, in other words, if there had been recent surgery or... Oh, yeah. I mean, in fact, at, at the time there, I was, I was still bleeding from the back of the mouth. I mean, I could, I could, I could still, I could still taste, taste blood in the back of my mouth there. So it was pretty, it was pretty ugly. Boy, you were screwing with somebody you shouldn't have been screwing with. Um, well, you, you know, you know, I would, I would think that the easy, uh, answer would be is that, that, uh, it had something to do with I'm going to get on the, on the air and, you know, blah, 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 and say this and that. In other words, since I had promoted the show. Yeah, but that's, that's really not it. That I, it, that, that's. If that is it, then you could be in danger now. Well, I, I don't, I don't, I don't believe that was it because, you know, there's a lot of things that I was doing. I, you know, yeah, I kind of got myself in trouble. Yeah, but Mel, if you think about the fact that, look what happened after the first time you came on my show. Yeah. Then look what happened after you, I promoted years later that you were going to be on my show again. Yep. And you're gone for 12 days. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to imagine there's a possibility of a relationship there. We, we, we could take the connection and we could put it on the back burner. But, uh, you know, I, I've, you know I, I'm, I'm a curious fellow. I mean, any guy that runs 80,000 feet of line into a, uh, a He's hole. He's a curious guy, yeah. He's a curious guy. Uh, you know, I got back. I got back to uh, you know, I got back to uh, my nephews, and I'm 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 still with my nephew now. Uh, and uh, don't I found, even don't even say where. No, but I found out that, uh, uh, and I, I don't I don't know if you can appreciate this or that. But the next the next thing that happened to me at, at, is that I found that there was some legal action taken against me. Uh, legal action. And the legal legal action was taken on uh, on behalf of my former wife. Your former uh, wife. Yeah. B- basically, I had the property uh, on the Manastashes. You had the, said it was her property. It was her property, legal. and it was basically she had leased it to me in perpetuity as part of our divorce settlement. I had helped her go through uh, school. All right, and, Mel, Mel, Mel. Yeah. Hold on. Uh, we're at the bottom of the hour. Oh, it just gets worse and worse. Hope she didn't do that to him. Oh, man. We'll be right back. I was without my belt buckle, and that really... You know, they took your belt buckle. Yeah, I. I had now that's a, really low. Well, well, I, I had made a take a made, person's teeth, but you take your belt buckle. Well, well, it, it was it was it was just you know I had everything else, and I, I there was another belt buckle on there. It was dope, but I had made a belt buckle out of a, a silver uh, fork, uh, eating fork. Yeah. And bent it. I used to bend metal and do all kinds of things with it, and made a fashion a nice uh, belt buckle out of that, and uh, that was gone. And uh, I used to tumble stones and stuff too, and I just had nice looking rock that I had on there too that you know I picked up and put on there. And uh, it was, it was like, you know, I had my pants, I had my shoes, I had my socks, and you know, why, why take my belt buckle? But that's my, my even that might be getting ahead of myself here. But anyway, I get back and uh, find out that there was some legal action taken against me here, and it was initiated by my former wife. And, I see. Basically, uh, I got, I had the property through, uh, the part of the divorce settlement there, and, you know, I helped her with her school, and it was pretty worthless land, and she said, well, 
you know, I'll give you that as part of the settlement there. And, uh, you know, I mean, I wasn't So really... then what was the legal action? She wanted the whole back? Well, what, what happened was that the papers I was served with said that uh, I was in violation of the, the terms of the lease with her. With her? Exactly. You know, as part of the divorce settlement and the number of things that occurred at my property. One, that uh, there were underground fuel tanks put in. Uh, num- number two, there was a septic system put in. And oh, this three, is what the people who came up there put in. Number three, uh, there was some paving of of roads, and these were all things that were not supposed to occur on the property. Gotcha. And so basically, uh, I had lost all rights to the property out there, uh, period. The sad thing about it was I was giving my former wife, because we kind of had an agreement there that if I were to profit from the property, I would, you know, take care of her. We had, you know, we didn't, you know, we didn't have enough there to keep a marriage going, but you know, certainly didn't have any... Thing yesterday, I was giving her twenty-five thousand dollars a month. Oh, it's pretty generous. Yeah, I would. I, I would think say that would keep her. Well, she must have uh, smelled the color talk, of the money. Going, I mean, it, basically, I figured she must going, have known if you were giving her twenty-five grand, there was a lot more. Well, someone in, in that think, hole. Huh? But I mean, there's no way that she would have had access to the property, as far as I can tell, and someone had to get to her. Well, yeah, but if she's got control of the property now, then she's probably made she's a deal. dealing with them. Yes, with them. Mm-hmm. And you're out in the cold, and you get left with the bums in San Francisco and no back teeth. I'm 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 down I'm down there in a really ugly part of town. I got to tell you, there I don't have any back teeth. I, you know, I don't even have my belt buckle. And uh, you know, right now I'm at the point there where I'm actually, you know, I'm, I don't know. You could probably tell I'm a smoker, but I'm, I'm actually having to sell plasma in order to buy cigarettes. That's how bad I am right now. Oh, my God. Talk about a richest drag story. I mean, we, we're talking, you know, all, all the way around there. Well, and, and still you're pursuing this, Mel. I, now, because there's I don't things wanna, I have to know. I don't want to name these people. You uh-huh. know, you've got some names here. Yeah. And I don't want to name them on the air because okay. I, I just want to be careful here. But okay. you want to find, for example, the Mexican fellow who used yeah, to throw the... Yeah, the tire guy. Why do you want him? What do well, you uh, no, a Catholic priest you're looking for? That's right. There's, um, a, there's a there, there's a priest. There's a there's a Hungarian fellow that uh, I, I need to get in touch with. People who have something to do with the whole. My question is, after all of this, Mel, what do you think you can do? Well, you know, I, I for, for for you know maybe I should run this back to uh, 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 my time in Australia. Okay. All right. And uh, you know, I did bring some, some of the uh, the uh, various plants that we'd grown in uh, uh, on the property by the hole there, and it's just various plants. That if, if anyone wants to, they could probably do a little, little research and find out exactly which plants they are, because the, the, the plants themselves have been written about for the last hundred years, and they had remarkable properties. Like then. what? Pardon? Like what? Well, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to say say the names of the plants there. No, no, no. Properties, remarkable. Oh, oh. oh they they were used, for instance, during uh, by a certain uh, uh, army uh, army doctor for uh, dealing with the great influenza that we had at the turn of the century, the one that killed all those people. Yes, millions. Yes, and and the people that reserve uh, received this. Uh, it was a Indian concoction. We're just fine, and no problems whatsoever. But, I mean, you have been, pardon the pun, kicked in the teeth over this now. Yes. 
And so why do you want to keep pursuing it? I mean, if you keep going after this... It, 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 it doesn't matter at this point in a lot of ways. I'm 68 years old. Yes, sir. Or I will be 68 in June. I don't, you know, I mean, I've... I had a simple life before this. I had, you know, I had an extraordinary run for the last several years. And and I, I still need to get some answers for things. I need to get hold of uh, uh, the guy that I uh, I gave the uh, gun to. I, I believe uh, he contacted you. Yeah, where did you get that gun? That, that I dug up on the property. I, you know, I planted various things out there. And, uh, you know, from time to time, you know, when I'm clearing a piece of land to plant on, you know, I'll dig up rocks and I'll dig up metal and well, sure. all, all kinds of things there. And I found this a gun gun and a holster and those little little odds and ends along with it there. And I just basically uh, took this and threw it in my drawer in my, my little workshop there, my office that I had on property there. And then when I had to move, I gave it to this fellow and because uh, I need to move into the apartment, I gave it to him as a deposit on the apartment. You know, so it must have, have been it must have been a decent gun. It it, it was uh, from what I could tell, and I'm not a big gun man, but it was a uh, uh, German P38. It looked like one of those, you know, like the Nazis used to use back in World War Two. Yeah, you might have really had something on your hands there, and you gave it to the guy. Yeah, well, again, I'm I'm, I'm not a you know I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a gun person. I figure it might be worth something. I don't know. It didn't make any. Why difference. do you think getting hold of him now would be meaningful? Well, for one, is we, we, we can't get hold of them. And two, for some of the things that uh, I remember about the gun now and that uh, I also found out and also what uh, uh, he had indicated to you about the gun as well. And uh, what I had found out, and I talked with his son, his son is basically says that this fellow is, uh, he left the family, he left his wife, he left you know everyone there, he can't be found at all, and so I'd like him to contact me. So he's disappeared too, and he he had the gun that I gave him there, and it was found on the property. And suppose you found the Me found the Mexican guy who threw down all the tires, uh, thousands of tires. What would you do with him? Well, uh, part part of this is also uh, connected with the gun, so I'm gonna I'm gonna tell you a little bit more about this here, and what right. I found out about it, and I might be able to uh, verify it with some of my own experience. Fire but, away. Uh, uh, I had talked with this guy's son, and this guy said that, uh, you know, his father be kind of became obsessed with this gun here, and I believe what he'd, he'd indicated to you is that he would shoot this gun and it wouldn't make a sound. Yeah, I remember that. It That's a like, long time ago yes, now. Yes, yes, yes. Well, I, well, I knew exactly who, who, who it was. I'm here to tell you the guy is, you know, speaking the gospel there when he contacted you. But this thing was like dead silent and uh, was really weird. Well, I talked with this guy's son because uh, he's kind of close with my nephew, and we got, you know, we got talking. He says, you know, what was interesting about this uh, gun, what my dad told me, and you know, when, you know, we were talking about it, and he kind of demonstrated for him, is that he would set the gun down, yeah. like near the radio, yeah. and it would pick up signals from all over the place, like from the past, from from the present, from any type of radio signals, and you could change the channels on the radio. This is really weird, Mel. It, well, look, this, this everything is that comes you. out of the area of that hole is weird. Well, th this is what I'm telling you here: is that he would do that if he would uh, just like, like about a foot away from the, wave his hand near the near the gun. Yeah. The channels would change there, and he would get something like a 
a baseball game from 1963 or it would be a weather report from Iowa or it would it would be something from Canada or it would be Mexican music playing but if he was very still it would stay exactly on a certain channel there and he would get something like out of time with it that's weird okay that's really weird and so that uh is, is, now I see why you want to find the gun well I well I'd like to find him. I'd like to find out that he's okay and that you know he hasn't done anything really peculiar or, or pretty or very strange. Uh, Maybe it's true that everybody who in any way encountered the hole in the area came to problems. Well, the uh, the, the the guy with the tires. I want to get in touch with him because uh, I had given his. It must have been a son or it must have been a grandson of his. Uh, uh, he once drove the truck out there, and he had some problems on the property, and his son drove out there uh, uh, after him uh, to help him with the truck and you know get him going there. And uh, uh, he he had trouble there, too. To make a long story short, I gave him a, a couple of buckets of... Um, uh, you know, five-gallon uh, paint buckets full of like rocks and metal and stuff that I picked up on the property. Yeah. That I was, uh, you know, I would, you know, instead of uh, chucking them aside, I would just toss them in these buckets and occasionally I'd, I'd sort through them and see what's going on. But I gave it to him right. to put in the back of his car so he can get out of there because he wasn't getting any traction. So you know, normally you know, out there when you're in that part of the country, you always carry a couple of bags of sand or something in the back sure, of your vehicle for sure, traction. Sure, sure. So he has a couple of buckets of uh, of rocks and, and possibly dirt and stuff that I want to get on my hand. So you th you box. think then that anything that came from that area has unusual properties? I I'm beginning to believe that. I'm beginning to believe that. And if we uh, reel this story up to Australia is that I was approached when I was in Australia because um, um, I, I was dealing with some people in the various ministries there, the, the government uh, things, the ministries of health and di different things there, and they were kind of interested in what I was doing. And I was approached at one point to take some of the things that I had uh, brought from the U.S., and uh, we, we gave them to some people up there, three men, who had like advanced HIV? Yeah. I mean, these guys were in hospice. Yeah. Well, they're not in the hospice anymore. They're not on death's door anymore. These guys are doing just fine. Wow. This was stuff this that is we some had grown. Story. And uh, Mel, why did you? I I don't understand why you left Australia. I mean, I. Oh, I I I just I just came back here to. Uh, uh, you know, uh, you know, be with my family, and uh, you know what what family I have here. And Obviously, a big mistake. Back in the U.S. here, uh, and uh, that was my primary reason for coming up here. But if you, you know, stayed, no, if you, it, yeah, I know. But if you had stayed there, you might still be sipping pina coladas and well, stuff. You know, I do wish I was there. I got I, I got to tell you on the on on uh, on. The beaches in Australia, the women there were barely more than two two band-aids and a postage stamp. <laughs> I've heard that, Mel. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, gorgeous in more ways than one out there. I so the money's that. gone, the postage stamp no girls money. are gone, the, the teeth are gone, yes. the belt buckle's gone. Belt buckle's gone. Gun's gone. I'm, I'm, try I'm trying to get uh, hold of a few people. 
the Hungarian man, uh, he, he lived in the area, and actually uh, I have a, a lot of interest in getting to him. Um, uh, the priest fellow, same same thing. He's kind of connected to the Hungarian fellow. Mel, uh, you know, I'm going to make a suggestion to you. Yeah. Maybe you should do what a lot of people do, and you should write a book about this. Have you considered it? I don't know. I mean, that's... Uh, uh, my 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 nephew uh, was uh, you know writing something based on me you know just uh, he he just thought it was great he, you know he says oh I know this celebrity kind of guy here <laughs> uh, no really people wrote songs about what happened to you oh I I I know there there uh, my my nephew just showed me the other day he had a compact disc. Called the Ballad of Mel's Hole. That's whole, right. Uh, I mean, it's uh, uh, incredible. People told me they had drinks named after <laughs> all of this, and uh, um, Mel's Hole drinks. Yeah, you know, in, in the various bars in, in town in Ellensburg, and uh, I mean, it was uh, uh, quite quite a quite a remarkable phenomenon out there. Huh. It, was, it was really amazing. It's. Uh, uh, I, I couldn't, you know, I, I you know, I, it, it, it really created quite a stir out in that part of the country. <laughs> well, you know, have you tried, this is a key question, have you tried to go back to the hole or the property where the hole is? No, no I can't uh, say as I blame I'm, you, really. I'm, uh, uh, right, right now I'm, uh, I'm, I'm keeping some of my cards close to the vest because I'd like to put... Uh, uh, some of the screws on my former wife there to to see that hey you know let her know and I hope she's listening uh, that uh, uh, hey you know what happened to me can it happen to you can happen to you and uh, it might be worth your while to uh, uh, you know, keep me a little bit quiet about things you know uh, say twenty five grand. Look, I'm right on. now I'm I'm happy for uh, an acre or two of land and a and a trailer I can call my own, you know, where I can keep doing my work. Well, this is some odyssey. This is something you've been through, Mel. Mm-hmm. All over us. Well, I was going to say stinging hole. It's not a stinging hole. It's an unusual hole. Yeah, basically it's a hole, but I really did get the shaft in the end. Here. <laughs> that, that is it's not funny. Sorry. Uh, uh, it, it's been a, it, it has been a remarkable thing. Uh, I, uh, I don't know. Did you read the facts that I sent you, or uh, yes? Okay. I mean, did you read it to the audience, or? Oh no, okay. because there were names in it. I didn't. I didn't want to. You know. Uh, is, is there anything in there you wouldn't want me to talk about on the air? Only or, the or, names. Uh, no specific names. No specific names. Uh, specific incidents. Uh, well, we've covered a lot of that. Okay, can, can I can I uh, can I can I say this? There is a very, very, very strong connection uh, with uh, the Heaven's Gate incident and uh, my property. Well, okay, I will say this: you wanted to make contact with anyone who saw Marshall Applewhite mm-hmm. up in that Ellensburg area yes. prior to the last appearance on Coast to Coast. And by the way. Mel, uh, for your your original appearance here was damn, I had it here in in February of ninety seven. I think it was February twenty February twenty first of mm-hmm. nineteen ninety seven. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got a call from my board up uh, during the break here, 
And he said February 1st, 1997. Absolutely. And so you think somehow, somehow, there's some connection to the whole Heaven's Gate thing. I do believe, and uh, that happened, that occurred, if, as you recall, about a month after my appearance. I recall, yeah, well, I recall. Uh, on right. the show, and uh, I, I don't want to... Uh, I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Well, there's no way for people to get hold of you, is there? Uh, I mean, nothing that you can give out. I will give out an email address if anybody wants to get in touch. Really? Yes. Okay, buddy, go for it. Okay, Mel Mel Waters. Mel Waters. One word, run it together, at home.com. Mel Waters at home. Whole home, H O M E. At home. <laughs> no, I don't. I don't have a domain name for. <laughs> no, that's that's. Uh, so that's M E L W A T E R S at home, H O M E dot com. Dot com. Well, you're going to get a lot of email, Mel, well, because a, a well, lot. I, I, I want. I I really want to. I want to know if uh, something. Uh, if uh, that priest will contact me, I want. I want anyone that knows. Uh, uh, any of any of the people from back then that had had to do with you and the whole that that's right the Hungarian man I'm very 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 anxious to get hold of and I do believe he would uh, get in touch with me. Uh, well, anyone? Mel, I'm so sorry all this has happened to you. We're running out of time here, but I'm I'm you will never know how sorry I am that all this has happened to you. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna move along here. You know, it's uh, you I, will prevail. Uh, and who knows? You may you may not have heard the last of all of this. Oh, listen! And, and uh, if my wife is listening, ex-wife is listening, hey, you owe me. <laughs> all right, that's Mel Waters at home h o m e dot com. You'll probably hear from the media too. Listen, buddy, uh, hold on. on your website there. I, I I want those people to get hold of me. Hold on to your front teeth, Mel. Thank you. Later, buddy. Bye.